a famous man once asked, what is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? You remember that answer? It's like 20-something. No. Was it from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It is from the... It's 42. That's 42. what episode we're on. Okay. Welcome oh to God, episode 42 of the A to Z show. That. Also, two in a row. That's a new personal best. Good job, guys. I think so, yeah. Really proud. It was, it, it was a real team effort. Everybody kind of pulled together. Uh, it is. A lot of grit, a lot of determination, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm glad to see it. I know. Usually I could blame you for holding us back, but now you're fucking putting all this weight on me. We're like two and a half edits behind. That's all right. So you know, shit happens. I'm just I gonna trap myself start, down here. Just I need to start everything. doing more things to help the podcast along because I really don't do anything except that's true. Put content into a microphone and tweet. Yeah, that's about all I do. Well, what would really help edit faster is if you could just kind of, you know, calm it down a bit. Don't get so enraged. I mean, if we do that, we're going to get less listeners, so <laughs> you got to think about it, you know, kind of. Mm. It's sort of a give and take. That's true. A little, little column A, a little column B, that kind of thing. Okay. My mustache, it just... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was watching uh, Tombstone today before I came over here. Mm, that's I why it itches. Oh, God, that movie's so good. Yeah, it itches because it's not as good as all the other mustaches. That's really not. That is a very good mustache. Kurt Russell's mustache, and that is fucking... It almost looks fake. That's how good that mustache is. Yeah. And then Sam Elliott, who's like the man. Are we sure it's not? I'm not 100% on that. I'm pretty sure it's real. It matches his hair color very well, so I think it's real. Okay. But I can't guarantee that. You do do a lot of like reading IMDb trivia and stuff as you watch movies, so I'm sure oh, yeah. you would you would know that by now. I fucking love you... IMDb trivia. I don't know why, but I just adore I'm, it. You would know that by now, though. If that it is was, true. If it was yeah. fake, they would that's call also, it out on there. That's a big movie for me. Yeah. I just fucking love westerns, man. That might be my favorite genre of film, really? in all honesty. Hmm. I think it's westerns. I would have gone horror. A horror is a very close second, if yeah. not tied okay. for first. It's definitely like a toss-up. Yeah. But I fucking love westerns. And I, I mean, I love horror, too, so I, I, I guess it is kind of both. But... Fucking western movies are just so good, man. It's just it, it, it's got that feel of just like pure American film. Like even the great ones that were made in Italy <laughs> that weren't actually American films and the fucking uh, geography makes no sense, yeah. but it's still great, man. I mean, it was like the it's just such a fun. It's weird how that just seems to hold a place in people's hearts and minds of just like yeah, out in the frontier, fucking gun to your hip, just living off the land and being a bad motherfucker. Like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Like, it's so fucking American. Just like, fuck yeah, give me a gun and a shot of whiskey and I'll fucking go kill some Indians. Let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my favorite westerns do not involve killing Indians. Okay, good. Like, I can't think of one of my favorite westerns that involves killing Native Americans. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay, I'm one-eighth Cherokee, I can say that. Oh, okay, that. that's fine then. But yeah, fucking Tombstone is such a great movie. And I feel bad, because, like, Kurt Russell does a great job. I, it's fucking Kurt Russell. He's a fantastic actor. We all know that. Has been forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably always will be. Uh, and then you've got Sam Elliott, who, again, amazing actor. Fucking really cool dude, apparently, as as well. Like, a lot of stories I heard of him is he's just, like, super fucking down-to-earth and just a chill guy. Mm-hmm. He was in fucking, uh, what was that movie with Bradley Cooper? Made Emma Cry. Yeah. For the Oscar. Making a star or something. Like Stars that? born. Stars born. Thank you. He was in that. He was the older brother of that. That shit. He had a scene in that that made me fucking well up. I was. That one got me. You were you were pretty silent for the second half of that movie. I I, I didn't cry a lot. No. But Emma cried pretty fucking hard. You were you were you were firing the jokes out in uh, Green Book that we watched before that. And then yeah. That movie like you started out a little hot and then it's like oh no <laughs> Zach's not joking. Yeah, it was a really good movie. <laughs> it was really well written and yeah. it was kind of hard to make fun of it when it's that good. Yeah. But it's just like hmm. I kind of 
sort of want to see where this is going. But uh, yeah, no, that that movie did it choked me up a little bit there. Whenever uh, Bradley Cooper and Sam Elliott are talking, and like Elliott's been, you know, he's his older brother and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he always thought I looked up to dad, but really it was you I looked up to. That one got me because brother shit always gets me. I mean, I'm kind of a softy when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that 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 one got me pretty bad. Not as bad as the rest of the movie got Emma, where I almost had to change shirts afterwards <laughs> as she silently cried in the back of the room, just <laughs> leaning into my arm. <laughs> yeah she was not uh well she was very happy with it she loved the film obviously but it was the, well done the uh similarities between lady gaga's character and bradley cooper's character and our relationship with like my mental illness and stuff like that and him i i don't want to ruin it if you guys haven't seen the movie yeah. you should go watch it but towards the end there and like his kind of thoughts towards it she's heard me say things like that before and it just like it really hit her hard and mm. she she cried pretty fucking hard well she didn't cry hard because she no, was yeah. completely silent and no one was aware that she was crying but she was just leaking tears into my shoulder and mm. she just leaned against me like i almost had to change my shirt after that movie like my fucking shoulder i think bad. half the crowd down here was a little teary eyed by the end like it's, oh yeah it was it was good it was it's, sentimental. it's a really good movie it was. I mean, honestly that deserved an oscar for sure like usually i hate oscar movies because they're all just fucking oscar bait yeah. bullshit and they have like no heart to them that fucking movie had heart that was a good movie. That was well done. And Bradley Cooper can fucking act. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to think of him as uh, just the good-looking guy who just does, like, he, he he basically has the same thing as, like, Matthew McConaughey. What it's bit. like, yeah, he, he got typecasted because he's just super handsome. So it's just like, yeah, make him the fucking love interest in whatever the fuck because people want to fuck him. Look at him. He's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, and starting like, out with a bunch of comedies. Like, oh, yeah, the funny guy who looks good, mm-hmm. you know. And he actually is funny. And that's the whole thing that I have, like, my theory on acting where comedic actors are way better, um, like, dramatic actors than dramatic actors are comedic actors. Oh, yeah. It is... Because when it, when, it, when it comes to comedy and being funny and things like that, there's so much involved with, like, timing and a little bit, like, very, um, like, subtle changes and things like that. Like, that's how you make something funny is, like, really good timing, mm-hmm. subtle changes, kind of knowing what, what you're doing. With a dramatic actor, you can pretty much just... I mean, if, if it's written well, it'll look good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. pretty much every time Joseph Gordon-Levitt has looked good in a film, it's because the writer was good. He's not a great actor. Let's let's all be honest here. But, yeah, um, the other thing with comedy, he's like... To be a great comedian, I think, just in my limited you know experience of watching comedies and a few stand-up specials that I've seen, they know when they're funniest is whenever they maybe, they're able to turn it off. Right. You know? You're never laughing at your own shit. No. You know? You gotta be mostly straight man when you're up there. Yeah, honestly. Exactly. I know. The the straight man was always held as, like, the highest regard. Like, I I, th- I think it was, uh, uh... Which one was it? It was one of the classic, like, duos from, a, like, early, almost, like, silent films into the talkie kind of things. Mm-hmm. It might have been Laurel and Hardy. I'm not 100%. It was one of them. It was one of those groups. You know, Laurel and Hardy. Right, the uh, famous duos. Yeah. Abbott yeah, and Costello. Yeah, or, Abbott yeah. Costello. One of the famous duos. Where the uh, straight man of the group made twice as much as the funny guy did. Really? And he put that in his contract because he's like, it's easy to find a funny guy. Finding a good straight man is almost impossible. I need him here so these fucking movies work, basically. Wow. And, I mean, it's 100% true. Because being the straight man is hard to do. Because you got to know what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. the straight man needs comedic timing as well because he's going to be able to deliver his shit in a time that would make it funny. Right. And comedic timing is almost impossible to teach. I mean, I don't even know if you could teach it. Because it's like, 
it's funny if you say it right now, but three seconds from now, if you say it, it's not funny. Yeah. Like, how do you explain Sometimes even that? less than that, yeah. Exactly. It, it could be like half a second. I don't know how you explain that, like how, like what makes something funny. Granted, comedy is very subjective and it's it all is. everybody's things, but comedic timing is not subjective. Right. That is just something that like, it's sort of like the old, uh, oh, was it one saying from like a Supreme Court judge back in the eighties or something like that, where it was like, I don't know what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. Or it's like, mm-hmm. I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. That's what comedic timing is. Like, I can't define it. I can't show you what it is. But I know it when I see good comedic timing. Hmm. So, and you know when someone fucks it up. Like, yes, one hundred percent. Like, uh, I don't know half of these podcasts that we've done, <laughs> 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 or my entire stand-up career. Well, yeah, pretty much. Speaking of stand-up, I've hmm. uh, I've watched. Uh, You're going back in? No. Oh, I mean, oh. I mean, I'm not against it. If 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 I could find a good. <laughs> Open mic night or something like that. I 100% would do stand-up comedy. Once Hookie hits it big enough, I really think we're going to be invited on their cruises. And we'll be, you know. Yeah, but no we'll rock band. We'll do podcasts band. and then you're no, going to. No rock band wants a stand-up comedian to open for A lot for of them, them do, yeah. I mean, maybe, I guess. Yeah, but they want good stand-up comedians That's to true. open for them. They want, like, Pat Oswalt or yeah. somebody like that. Or Jim Norton. Somebody who's funny. Yeah. They don't want a fucking fat dude from the Midwest <laughs> open for them. Unless it's Tom Segura. He's from Florida, so he's not from the Midwest. Though. Oh, okay. okay. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm not against doing stand-up again. I just need to find some more open mic nights and find time to do it. You got an open mic right now. That's fair. Go. I mean, that's part of the reason we... Be funny. Let's now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I, I think you just described this entire podcast. <laughs> that's, that's our entire podcast yeah. career right there. Mm-hmm. Be funny. Now. Do I it. hit record. You know what that means. Hey, record. I read the headline of this story. Make something funny. That's we got right. an hour and a half to kill. I will say yes, wow, and really four times in the next minute. And if it's really funny, I might laugh. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You might get my patented three chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, yes, if anyone knows anybody, I am open to doing more stand-up comedy. Find me on Twitter. What um, I was going to say, speaking of stand-up, I have now watched both Bill Burr's new special that's on Netflix. Okay. And Dave Chappelle's new special that's on Netflix. That's what I was actually watching whenever you came in. I'm about halfway through it. Dave Chappelle's? Yeah. Oh, so good, man. It really is. It's fucking hilarious. It hit me right out of the gate. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's a, is it a spoiler. Like, can you spoil a stand-up? I guess you can. not really spoil a stand-up. Yeah. I mean, technically you could, but... I assume if someone listens to this podcast, they've watched these already. Yeah, and if not, it's, I mean, one, it's, it's an hour and a half long. One joke's not going to ruin the whole fucking thing. Right. And that's it. the thing. It's, I don't even think it was a joke. He comes out, and he's pretty serious at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he starts off with Anthony Bourdain committed suicide. Let's not forget that. Half the fucking audience starts laughing. That's not a joke. <laughs> he's setting something up for future reference. But like, just because you're at a comedy show doesn't mean you laugh at every well, fucking thing he it's says. More, it's more just the way he did it and the fact that Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest people alive on this planet. Is yeah. a, I think it's a big part. Okay. And he sold it very well where you can tell he's about to set up something super dark. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's almost a defense mechanism. Like, I better start laughing now because this is about to get real fucking dark. Okay. And it does. It does, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. It really is. The punchline to that one where he's like... His whole job was he drove, he flew around the planet, like doing great, uh, eating great meals with really interesting people, and he still killed himself. Yeah. None of us have any fucking chance. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, Dave. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Sticks and Stones on Netflix. It's Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special. If you have Netflix on your phone, it's already given you a notification for it. I'm sure. Yeah. 
It is amazing. I just want to point that out. Fucking super funny. I love Dave Chappelle. He's one of my favorite living comedians. I mean, he's just, he's he's always been funny too, and he's just like he's one of those guys who he has almost that George Carlin, Lenny Bruce feel to him, or it's just like no, I'm gonna do these fucking like I'm I was gonna, gonna do bring my that jokes. up, yeah. Like he seems to be one of the few brave ones out there still. Mm. You know, he doesn't give a shit who he's gonna offend because he's joking and he's trying to yeah. make a point that he's joking. Yeah, that's literally in the stand-up special like he has a point where he talks about he's like you guys realize i'm fucking making jokes up here like i'm not running for president these are they're jokes the whole point is that it's silly like yeah. that's how it works that's how comedy is supposed to fucking work if you're not offended i'm not doing my job right exactly yeah <laughs> and he, he does a great job of that fucking that stand-up special is hilarious uh me and emma watched that one together she didn't pay a lot of attention she was like we were c- cooking dinner and she's not as into stand-up as i am anyway so i'm not gonna hold it against her or anything like that yeah but uh, even she laughed at some of them. And then, uh, I mean, I was laughing the whole fucking time. I thought it was a fucking great special. And then Bill Bill Burr's special that's on Netflix now as well is also fucking top-notch, hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh it's fucking great. Okay. Have, have you listened to any of Bill Burr's shit? I don't think so. He's a really funny guy. Okay. He's fucking great. And uh, this is a... Uh, he filmed it in England for some reason. I don't know why he filmed it in England, but he filmed it in England probably because he's a fucking madman who wants to do comedy, which is amazing. Both of them, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr's specials are, I mean, honestly, I watched them back to back. I watched Dave Chappelle's and I watched Bill Bill Burr's and I just, I laughed the whole fucking time for like three, basically three hours. I was just laughing the whole time. It's fucking great. And I love stand-up comedy and I love stand-ups like that where there's a little bit of honesty in all of it. That's what makes it funny is that you are kind of seeing the world through their eyes and they're making you laugh at it at the same time. It's, it's pointing out the... Uh, ridiculousness of the world in a funny way. You can say the most insightful like debased, degrading things in a way that it's funny and there's something beautiful and artistic about that, man. It's a, it, like, like I said, it reminds me of Lenny Bruce who is a personal hero of mine and should be a personal hero of everyone on this planet. He was the last man in America to, to go to jail for speech. So far, granted, we don't know what's that's enough. That's enough political jokes. I apologize, but yeah, he was the last one to go to jail for his uh, offensive comedy, as he said, because he made fun of like Jews and Catholics and said the f word and shit a lot. And it was like the way he did it was he just talked how he talked and how his audience talked, so it made sense. There was there was the best stand up has a sense of sincerity into it. Like, we, gone are the days of, take my wife, please, fucking, like, that shit, like, we want sincerity, we want to see truth through your eyes and also laugh at the same time, so we can, because it's a connection, laughing puts people together. If you're in a room of people you don't know when something funny happens, everyone laughs and they're all friends for the next ten seconds. That's the beautiful thing about comedy, I think. From a comedian, I'm a little biased, so that's the thing too like it, it can cross over you know mm-hmm. no matter how different people are they can still find the same thing funny yeah and there's also there's no one who doesn't like to laugh you know what i mean like everyone likes to laugh mm-hmm. we can find different things funny but everyone likes to laugh so i mean I th- robots don't well they're not technically citizens yet so who gives a fuck <laughs> fuck them uh, get back to cleaning my floors, and then like the Matrix happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I I I get a little biased and mushy when it comes to stand up comedy, but I think it's 
the purest form of art and the most important form of art out there. I mean, Oscar Wilde said, and I think this is on my Twitter bio even, is that in every joke is a tiny revolution. Which is like, when you make jokes, you point out the ridiculousness of reality and what is happening. And there's a tiny part in the back of your brain that is kind of like, that is kind of fucked up. Yeah, why Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, I fucking love comedy, man. It's just, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Westerns are still my favorite genre, though. <laughs> You see how I brought it yeah, all back? you did. Because I'm fucking good I was like, at this. I was, yeah, I was I'm, worried. I'm fucking great at podcasting. Because <laughs> every 20 minutes or so, my, my brain catches up to where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I can remember how I started. So there's just like, I'm on a tape delay because I curse a lot. Is basically what's happening. Yeah. I picture it like those uh, domino sets where you like tip over three different rows at once, and then eventually they all converge into one, and then it starts to like form a single line. Yeah. I figure that's how your brain works basically. sometimes. Basically. No, what it is you're just is that, jumping tracks to the different. It's like the, uh, it's like the scene from V for Vendetta when he knocks over the one domino and it all falls, mm-hmm. and there's that one domino that's still standing at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's my thought at the time, but it just takes the 20 minutes of the dominoes falling to get to my thought of what I wanted to say to begin with. I'm just in a canoe. It's just, it's just like. It's the carnival music playing in my head, but it's in like a minor key, so it's a little bit lower. So it's like do 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 And it's sung by Barry White. Yeah, of course. Barry White's the man. <laughs> Everyone loves fucking Barry White. I talked about this before we started this podcast. Let me make this point real quick. And then we'll introduce ourselves and do what we usually do. Barry White is one of the greatest singers of all time. Fucking fantastic musician. Everyone loves Barry White. I'm proud of you for opening that beer on your own, by the way. Barry White is such a good musician, makes such good music. He transcends race and racism. The most racist fucking KKK Grand Dragon, like white power order bullshit cracker from Alabama who like won't touch a door handle if a black dude touched it before him. That guy will still get down to Barry White. That's how fucking good his music is. And if you don't believe me, just put some Barry White on. Tell me you don't feel like kind of head bopping at least. Or tell me your shoulders don't move a little bit. Barry White is the fucking man and one of the greatest musicians slash entertainers to ever exist. Everyone wants to talk about Michael Jackson. And don't get me wrong. Michael Jackson was super talented. Really good dude. Possibly raped some kids. Maybe. We don't know for sure. Was a little weird. He did have a Ferris wheel in his yard. Which, if I was a pedophile, I would want a Ferris wheel in my backyard. That's all I'm saying. If. However, he made Thriller, and that is a great album. And everything up until, like, Michael Jackson became white was fucking amazing. After he was white, it pretty much sucked, let's be honest here. Mostly. Like, what did he make, like, one good song after what Was Man in the Mirror, was that when he was, that when he was white? I can't speak directly, but I believe so. It was think, later in his career. I think Emma would know. Hey, babe. Was Michael Jackson white when he made Man in the Mirror? Yes. Yeah? Close. He was he was like in the He was on his journey, yeah. Yeah, he was like in the middle of the stage. That was it. After he turned white, it sucked. He was making like the fucking haunted mansion music video, whatever the fuck that one was called. That was mm-hmm. terrible for the Eddie Murphy movie, which also sucked. Uh but yeah. That, black... that that comeback tour would have been huge though. Oh of course it's Michael Jackson. He's the king of pop dog. Everyone's gonna go. I, I'd have fucking gone. And I, and I don't like anything that white Michael Jackson made. I like everything that black Michael Jackson made. But 
White Michael Jackson was a little soft. I'll be honest. Like, he just he, he wasn't poppy enough. Like wasn't like there was no bop to it. Wasn't trying hard enough is what I'm saying. I think Man in the Mirror was Michael Jackson's last good song. That's probably true. I don't know. What do you think? I forgot where this train was started, but it, was, it, it started with Barry White. <laughs> oh, okay, and he can transcend racism, and that like everyone, no matter what, gets down to Barry White because he. I makes mean, I can't fucking, refute that. That's... He makes some fucking tunes, man. If we had the money, I would use him for our fucking outro every fucking time. Really? Oh yeah. If if we had the money for that, one hundred percent, I would just have can't get enough of your love mm-hmm. like the bridge to that just that would be our outro for this music video that would this, be perfect everybody would leave it and every time on a good note like, yeah because then every time you listen to our podcast and it ends you're gonna want to fuck and so now your brain is connecting orgasms to our podcast which means you're gonna listen to it more often mm-hmm. which means we're gonna get more views yeah and more listens that's right and more sponsors and sell more t-shirts and the business works it goes round and around. It's yeah. a train. Then they just hear our voice on the street, and they just start orgasming. I was just turning into like Matthew McConaughey from uh, <laughs> Wolf Wolf. Wolf Washington. Like, it goes around and around. It's a it's a woozy. It's a what's it's a it's fugazi dust. <laughs> fugazi. Mm. <laughs> mm. Ah, ah. How many times a day you masturbate? <laughs> those are working numbers. You gotta pump those up. <laughs> one in the morning, one right after lunch, and then one when I get back from the gym. That, that also, I was talking about McConaughey earlier with Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the exact same thing where like they're handsome, kind of funny guys, so they got like typecasted as that, and then all of a sudden a couple of people gave them like a chance to be a dramatic actor. It turns out like, oh no, holy these, shit, yeah, yeah, these motherfuckers can act. Like the fucking, I mean, the start of the McConaissance was, which is what I call it with McConaughey coming back, the McConaissance. Uh, the, the start of that was like True Detective. Which he was the fucking man in the first season of True Detective. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Oh, yeah. Like, right. Woody Harrelson is also a treasure. Oh, he's amazing at that. Yeah, McConaughey gets, even took it a step he above. He just gets outplayed. Because he McConaughey does. He really does. He just kind of like put fucking, he turned it to 11 and just destroyed that fucking movie mm-hmm. or show. And then like Wolf of Wall Street, like all the shit. But like, it turns out like, oh, fuck, McConaughey can fucking act. He's mm-hmm. not just a pretty face. And he is a pretty face. Don't get me wrong. He's fucking gorgeous. That, that guy's like 50 something at this point. He looks 30, maybe. It's fucking beautiful. But, uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper, same thing. Mm-hmm. Super handsome, kind of funny guy. Let's put him in a bunch of, like, rom-coms and fucking, uh, you know, comedies and shit. Let him be the pretty face. Then it's like, they did Silver Linings Playbook. Like, hey, let's, let's, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. Turns out he can do fucking amazing. He can hold his own sharing screen with Robert motherfucking De Niro. Like. That's very rare. I mean, that's enough. The only weak point of that film is Jennifer Lawrence. Let's be honest here. That bitch cannot act. She's pretty, I guess. She cannot act. She can act okay. She's like a 6 out of 10 when it comes to acting. And then she's standing next to two tens. So it's just like, go sit down. Stop talking. We, we want to watch the people work. Get, get the fuck out of here. Go throw your three fingers up and shoot a fucking arrow at the, the paint fucking guy or whatever the the cake decorator who painted himself like a tree or whatever the fuck happened in those movies i couldn't watch them i don't care they sucked but yeah so he gets that and then he gets a star is born which i guess he like paid for part of that i think he was a producer on that if i'm not mistaken yeah, producer and, and director and yeah. fucking bam oscars all day it's just like oh it turns out bradley cooper not just a pretty face motherfucker can act so it's kind of fun because as a handsome man myself i like it when we finally win it's 
It's about time the handsome white man starts winning. You know what I mean? We've been held down too long. (laughs) 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 You just hear chords being cut in the background. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) No, but seriously, Bradley Cooper, Matthew McConaughey, very talented actors. Speaking of talented, Mm -hmm. this is the A to Z podcast. Mm. We are very happy to have you with us. With the epitome of talent. The epitome of talent, America's sweetheart, America's most talented sweetheart, Oh, Andrew Varble, sitting across the table from me. Now, see, I haven't been on America's Got Talent yet, but... Not yet. I think I could beat that blind autistic dude. <laughs> no. No, there's no way you can beat that. Yeah. There's, just, there's, there's, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can uh, edit this. No, you 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 can never beat the blind autistic in America's Got Talent. He's gonna get way too many of the votes. Yeah, he already like won. That. He won last night. Spoiler alert. What are the odds? Yeah. Next year it'll be a paraplegic trans black woman. Ooh. That's what I think the winner's gonna be next year. Okay. She's gonna sing Are you volunteering? I mean I'm not black or a woman or yet. paraplegic or trans. Yet. But is Scarlett Johansson going to win next? Oh, I see what you did there. This is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> That's actually pretty good, babe. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It took me so long to pick up on that. I apologize. Yeah, you're a little slow today there. I am. I mean, I've had like seven or eight beers now at this point. Emma says I was drinking fast earlier today. I don't uh, know. What did I have, babe? Like five beers in an hour and a half? I mean, come on. Is it that much? You didn't drive here, did you? No, she okay. does. Yeah, you're fine. Though. She drives. She drives me around. I'm in charge. yes anyway the beautiful talented wonderful america's sweetheart i thought you were describing yourself (sighs) come on man i'm handsome i'm not beautiful i'm I'm too rugged to be beautiful that's true i do have these nice hands so yeah you got soft hands you gave me open a fucking beer bottle i did open both of them thank you (laughs) yes andrew barbel sitting across the table from me and i am of course your top five favorite failed comedians who have yet to have a comedy special on Netflix. Zach Melcher, I am the Z to the A. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. We love you and miss you. Having a lot of fun today. Yeah. Also, might I point out that the day we are recording this, guess guess whose birthday it is? Hmm. September 19th. We already had Keanu's, right? Mm-hmm. So you couldn't point that out. Is it someone we've mentioned today? No. No. But it's someone who's always in our hearts. Oh, yeah? He is dead. Oh. I was about to say Bruce Campbell. But no, no. Don't tell me he's dead. No, Bruce is still alive okay, as far good. as I know. I think he does have a September birthday, though. I'll we'll have to look so. that up. Yeah. But. It's uh, the original Batman's birthday today. Oh. Adam West himself. Oh, okay. Would have been like 91, I believe, if the math is correct on that. Would have been 91... Today, the day of the recording, which is the 19th. Okay. Also, if you're a Dark Tower fan, this is a big month, or this is a big day here. Yeah. It's 9 19 19, so. It's also Jeremy Irons' birthday. It's also Jeremy Irons' birthday. He's pretty cool. He was Scar in The Lion King. Okay. He was a lot of shit. He was a very talented man. Got a great voice. He's like 72, I think. He was the villain in one of the diehards, right? Yeah, I think it was Die Hard 3. He was uh, uh, Hans Gruber's uh, brother, I think is what it was, right? Because that was when he was going to, like, 
steal the or rob the uh, National Reserve, whatever. Was that Die Hard with a Vengeance with Samuel L. Jackson, right? I is, think so. Is that what I'm thinking of? I think so. I don't know. I haven't watched the Die Hard movies in a while. That's actually that's a, that, that's bad on me, and yeah. I apologize because those, those are great films. Well, like three of them. Are yeah, great. it's a good trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> three of them are really good of mm-hmm. the eight that have been made. Yeah. Sorry. Next up was a prequel with Bruce Willis playing his younger self. Oh. Just let it go, Bruce. You've—I mean, come on, Bruno. You've been in a lot of shit here. Mm-hmm. Bruno was his singing name whenever he was a harmonica player. Harmonica player slash mu- musician. Uh, I believe he had one album. It was the Hudson Hawk uh, uh, soundtrack. Hmm. Oh no! There. Oh fuck! What was an album of his? Bruno. It, it's a fucking terrible album name. I need to think it up right now. Shit! Look it up real quick. Okay. Uh, like Bruce Willis's first album. It's one of the worst album names in the history of album names. It's so bad. But yeah, just fucking age gracefully, man. Like, do something that fits your age. Don't do a prequel to fucking Die Hard. You don't see Rambo. You don't see fucking Sylvester Stallone, which we're going to get a new Rambo, which I'm actually kind of excited about. It looks pretty fucking dope. Yeah, comes out tomorrow. Uh, like, you don't see Sylvester Stallone being like, oh, I'm going to do a. This is a prequel. This is Rambo in high school, and he fucking. Uh, He's gonna fight the bully and then cut his fucking ears off and teach him a lesson. The Return of Bruno. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah. Returning from what? Exactly. Yeah. And also, who the fuck was Bruno? Like, it was his fucking name. He was on Hudson Hawk, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie, strap in, because that is an amazingly bad film. Fucking film. Flim. <laughs> bad film. That's how fucking bad it is. I won't mm. call it a film. It's a film. He had backing musicians of the Pointer Sisters and the Temptations. Yeah, and it still sucks. So what does that tell you? Watch Hudson Hawk, guys. Seriously, it'll it'll help you out. It has one of the worst one line kills in the history of action films ever, where he cuts like some dude's head off. And he's like, "Guess you won't be attending that hat convention next fall." And it's like, "What the? F- that doesn't. That's not how words work. No I mean, one knows what a hat convention is. You suck." They probably have them nowadays, though. Like just There's fucking, a con for everything. Like, you couldn't do something like, yeah, I just thought I'd take a little bit off the top or something like that. Do like a barber joke or something? No. Won't be attending that hat convention next fall. I'm returning as Bruno. Here we go. Check out my harmonica. My career's going down the toilet. The Fifth Element is mm-hmm. a good movie, though. I will admit that. Really? I think so. I, I like The Fifth Element a lot. I kind of thought it was overrated. Really? I came to it late, though. Interesting. A lot of people, you know, enjoyed it when they first saw it back when it came out i yeah. really enjoy the film and mila jovovich is really hot in that movie so i can't deny that she's better in the resident evil movies though she's pretty hot in those movies she's always hot mila jovovich is pretty fucking hot that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a beautiful woman there she's gorgeous also a great actress i'm not just uh, objectifying her oh okay. she's a very good actress noted <laughs> well yeah all right i think uh that's enough rambling. We've introduced ourselves. This is the yeah. A to Z podcast. You know what you're in for. You know what you want here. That's right. I think it's time to get into some topics. What Topic. do you think? Okay, let's let's do our break, then we'll get some topics going on. All right. Topic time? I think so. It feels like topic time. Does it? Yeah, let, let me check the win. Okay. Yeah, it's it's topic time. You just wanted to kiss yourself. I did, because I'm so pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so pretty. I'm so bad. I make medicine sick. You know, I usually like to start with a, a humorous story. Of course. This time I have to preface it. Are you aware 
of the whereabouts of your girlfriend yesterday? Was she anywhere near Atlanta? Are, are you about to show me video of you and Emma fucking? What is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> no, I'm talking about a criminal what incident. A great, what a great episode that would be, though. Jesus, that'd be amazing. There was a truck oh, carrying okay. gaming dice yeah. that spilled onto the highway in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> this had to be an inside job. I mean, I I don't think just Emma was involved. I believe our friend Alex was also there. Okay. And I think they definitely threw out some spike strips and tried to steal some dice. Mm-hmm. See see how many nat 20s were rolled. Well, that's the thing. I guess we can absolve her because it was only three pallets of six-sided gaming dice. Oh, they they wouldn't go to this for six-sided dice. Okay. No, they, they would want those D20s, Doug. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Shows them all. I mean, said they still work. Who's the fuck? They threw them all away. What? Why? I would pay extra for that. That would be awesome to have that in like your fucking D and D bag. Just be like, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, here's my car wreck dice. <laughs> fucking sixes, seven, seven. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing too, though. They uh, <laughs> they get it. They got congratulated by the Guinness Book of World Records for well, having just, the largest <laughs> dice roll in history. <laughs> I was just gonna say the name of the YouTube video attached is his largest dice roll ever. Yeah. <laughs> so. The oh. article says that considering the average roll of two six-sided dice is around seven, and approximately 216,000 dice were rolled, they estimate that the roll totaled 756,000. Still not enough to take down a beholder, so, mm. you know, yeah. it's a bummer. And then, of course, they had to throw in a corny joke that I'm pretty sure Emma's going to laugh at. Mm. Babe, the, listen. The truck was undamaged, having made its saving throw. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> It wasn't, though. It was totaled. <laughs> I mean, how many points did they really get? Because they definitely had a roll for disadvantage. So oh, That's true. I mean, take half of those points away. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Fucking trying to, trying to shyster me. I don't think so, sir. It does make sense, though. I mean, have you ever tried to drive through Atlanta? It's a shit show. Atlanta's awesome. It's a great city. Boston's Not when you're driving through it. No. Nah. Uh, Those interstates are a mess, dude. I mean, yeah, but that's because the government's running it. What do you expect? Fucking go park, go to a bar. You said you weren't going to get political. I'm not getting political. (laughs) Saying the government sucks is not political. Everybody knows that. But, like, if you're in Atlanta and the roads are sucking, go Mm -hmm. park, go to a bar, get a beer, have some barbecue, have a good time. You're living your dream. We're going to transition to the next story, and this one's really more of just a PSA for Emma to change the password on the bank accounts. Babe, are you listening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's apparently going to be an auction soon for a bunch of Batman memorabilia from the movies Mm -hmm. to celebrate the 80th anniversary. Okay, and where where is that happening? Uh, Taking place in London from September 30th to October the 1st. And they... You can make bets, or you, you can make bids online. Right? That is correct. Yes. Perfect. Okay. We're so good. yeah, change the password before September thirtieth, and don't let them have it. I fucking dare you to change it. See what happens. <laughs> I'll burn this whole house down. The uh, apparent crown jewel of the collection is the Original suit originally count. worn by Michael Keaton in the nineteen eighty nine film. Oh, it's estimated it could sell for upwards to one hundred forty eight thousand dollars. I can get a loan. That's fine. Yeah. The other problem is that I'd pay for that, but then I'd immediately ruin it because it's all I would wear for the rest of my life. I'd just wear that at all times. Yeah. This is how I would record the podcast from now on. I'd just have the catalog. 
So we got a few items here. Oh, look at this. Beautiful, man. It is in pretty good shape, actually. What a great bat symbol that was, too. The fucking original Burton mm. fucking bat symbol. It's great. I, I also love the fact that he used the yellow in the outfit. Like, it kind of makes the black sort of pop a little bit better. Yeah. I didn't realize the cape went down that low. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, I suck. That seems dangerous. I want it so bad. I want this. I don't... It's not a good bat build. I want this suit in my collection more than I want both of my legs to work. I'll be honest with you. There you go. Close up there. <laughs> oh, it's per Look at that fucking bat symbol. It's amazing. People were shaving that into the side of their heads back in the 90s, back when bat fever was hot. Look at that. Yeah, I would rather have this suit than to have both of my legs work. I'm going to be dead honest with you. Leg guards? I didn't realize that either. Oh, yeah. You, you never noticed that? Mm -mm. Well, clearly you haven't watched it enough. I haven't. It's been a long time. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Look at the tag on it. <laughs> Damage to crotch and armpits due to wear. That's because Bioquin's got a huge cock. Uh, Tips mm -hmm. are both in need of attention. Mm -hmm. Some foam edges need attention. Okay, that's fine. No, I was just laughing at the damage to crotch and armpits. Damage to crotch and armpits. Yeah, of course, because he's got a huge cock. Oh, shit. Mm. And you got fucking... Wait a second. This doesn't look like the real Joker. He's supposed to have a bunch of tattoos on him. and Well, you like... can't see it because he's got long sleeves. I should point this out before I make these jokes. Uh, it's uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker outfit that is also for... It's fucking... Oh, my God. It's so good. I want it. Those colors really pop with each other. Isn't that great? I mean, fucking Tim Burton. I mean, he's a little bit of a nerd, but God damn it, is he not great for, like, Two-tone purple shoes. I know. Two-tone wingtips, a fucking orange little uh, pocket square. He knew what the fuck he yeah. was doing. In 89, who had pocket squares? I don't, I don't fucking remember that being the a Joker thing. did. That's yeah. who, who the fuck did. You ever dance in the devil? Buttons. By, by the way, you can see a rip in the back of the coat on the top there towards uh, the neck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? I've not. No. Think about that. Oh, oh mm -hmm. okay. That is not from... That's Is that Batman Forever? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's that's all it's all the films, yeah. Oh, so. oh, it's all of them. Mm -hmm. Nice. This is a uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler outfit. Yeah, Batman Forever. I was right. I'm always right when it comes to Batman. I kind of want the hat. That looks kind of cheap. I think the hat is all I want. I think I actually own that from a Halloween costume I bought like ten years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit! The full on uh, like spandex onesie that he wore for that one scene towards is the end really? there. This was oh, in yeah. the movie. I don't oh, yeah. remember this. No, that was a. Uh, I believe this one was towards the end, whenever he's throwing all the bat or all the Riddler bombs when he's in the oh, Batcave. Yeah, I think that's what he's wearing. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Oh, he's wearing it underneath the jacket. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, God, I want all of these so much. I can't even tell what that is. It looks like some kind of gun. It is. Yeah, it's the grenade launcher that Heath Ledger uses, right? I don't. Is it? I don't. Oh no, it's the RPG that Heath Ledger uses. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. They all look the same. It's an RPG. But yeah, sure. Just buy a fucking fake RPG. Be like, yeah, this is one that Heath Ledger used in the fucking Dark Knight. That, you know that one Batman movie that everyone pretends is the fucking greatest movie ever made? Just because some guy died during oh. it. Oh, okay. Autographed by Burt Ward. Oh. That I would like a lot. What is that? Like the, the grappling thing that they used to mm. climb the buildings with? Yep. Yeah, it's the grappling hook. And Burt Ward autographed it. Oh, that's centimeters. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, Ooh. there we go. Catwoman's mask. I should just buy that for Emma. She'd love that. <laughs> sure, for Emma. Well, I mean, technically it's for me because I'm going to make her wear it while I have sex with her. But okay, yeah. yeah. She has to purr while I do it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, oh. I can't finish. Oh, got her fucking gauntlets, too. There you go. Those are a little tattered. Hell yeah. They should be. Well, yeah, she got electrocuted at the end. Remember? Her and uh, Mayor Shrek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, are you saying you, know, you don't remember how Batman Returns ends? I did not. I thought she was alive still. No, because her and Shrek, she has like the giant like electrical cord and they like kiss in between it. Because like, she's like, I've got nine lives. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Returns. Ah, it's so good. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. She's the best. I don't know who that is. Trish Peters? Was she the costume designer on it? Could have been. The fuck? It's like the Mad Hatter's hat. I'm not even sure what's happening. <laughs> Who is technically a uh, Batman villain. Yeah. So. I'm not 100% where that one's coming from there. I mean, it could be if we had Burt Ward. Like, he was in the TV show, right? Yeah. I don't know if the Mad Hatter was in the TV Oh, it's Two-Face. That's Two-Face's top hat whenever he's at the uh, uh, circus and he kills the Graysons. Oh, from... Forever again. Yeah, okay. yeah, from Batman Forever. I'm thinking of Dark Knight. I was like, what are you talking about? No, no. Aaron Eckert did not wear that hat. You're thinking of, of the bad one. I'm talking about the real Two-Face. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> laughing into a screen the whole time. Yeah, no, that's the that's Two-Face's top hat whenever he like breaks into the circus in Batman Forever. Okay. Okay, I, f- I finally figured that out. I'm sorry that took me so long, guys. I apologize. Well, they have Adam West autographed Batarangs also. Ooh, even better. Yeah, look, right there. Two faces, screen match, ringmaster, top hat. Look at that. That's how fucking good I am. <laughs> Don't you ever try to come at me with fucking Batman shit, because I always win, son. Son, remember go. that. The Catwoman stuff is from seventy five hundred to nine thousand. That's not bad. That's not bad. You can no, afford that. No, no, no. I can do that. No pleasure. I got it. I can get a loan. It's fine. I got a decent amount of credit. I own a house. I got collateral. It's the, fine. The auction will be live streamed online for fans to track the bidding on auction day. Registration is now open. Can we end the podcast so I can register? Is that cool? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll just let you take over the mic for a bit. Yeah. No, that's fine. You go ahead and keep talking. I got to register for this. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I want it so bad. I, I want all of this so bad. If I had that fucking original Batman cowl, mm. I would just... I don't think I'd ever take it off, honestly. I think I would just wear it for the rest of my life. I'd, I'd, I'd probably shave if I had the Batman cowl. Whoa. Batman didn't have a beard in that movie. Hmm. He's, he's had a beard in a couple of comics. Has he? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Why are you questioning me on my Batman knowledge? You want to get into this? How much time you got? Here we go. Not much. Let's, okay, let's so move on. Batman. Okay. Let's let's take it back. <laughs> Hang on, I got to bring you down. Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Suicide. <laughs> oh shit. We got some new uh, news from James Gunn revealing the full cast of his DC's The Suicide Squad. I already did that. No, not the full cast. Oh, he's making this a is... new Suicide Squad. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Have we talked about this in the podcast? Yeah. You're pretty drunk then. Oh, okay, fair. Why would you do yeah. that? I mean, that, that's why he's not going to do Guardians 3 right away. 
Because he jumped ship because the DC signed him to do well, that. That's because Marvel fucking hung him out to dry on some fucking bullshit joke tweet that he had. And yeah. then Marvel was like, whoa, we're too corporate to ever have any fucking you know, creativity involved in this. Mm-hmm. We can't have people making jokes and yeah. living a life. Okay. Are you kidding me? Get back in the animation fucking sweatshop that we have. So he jumped to WB. So he's making another Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a TV show, right? No, it's a movie. It's a movie. It is. Not not Suicide Squad 2, though. He's calling it The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love James Gunn. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to back his play regardless. No, we'll probably have another topic on this because we don't know who is playing who yet. But we do okay. have a list of the people. Okay, let's hear it. So, here we go. David Dastmalchian. Don't know who that is. No. John Cena. That's fucking Killer Croc. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. Jai Courtney? Jai Fuck Courtney. yeah. Jai Courtney's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Cosio? Mm-hmm. Don't know him, but... I just thought it was going to be Walking Phoenix for a oh, second. Okay. I was terrified. Nathan Fillion. He better be Captain Boomerang. How great would Nathan Fillion be as Captain Boomerang? Decent. That'd be awesome. Joel Kinnaman. I don't know who that is. He was a killer croc in the first one, right? No. I don't know. Was he? I don't... I, I tried to block that movie out. I think so. I finally watched the whole thing. It took me three tries. Yeah. Yeah, I tied you up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> Mailing new. Nice. Flulaborg. <clears throat> Flulaborg. Sean Gunn, his brother, is Excellent. in everything. So. Oh, yeah. No, he's always there. John Diego Botto. Great name. Mm-hmm. Storm Reed. Better name. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. I love Pete Davidson. He's a great comedian. Dude? He's really funny. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's awesome. What's he from? SNL. Oh, okay. Taika Waititi. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I got James Gunn and Taika Waititi in one <laughs> movie. I don't give a fuck how bad the first one sucked. I'm in, my dude. Alice Braga. Steve Agee. It's another comedian, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Tanasha? Codgesy? I don't know. Okay. Daniela Melchior? Yeah, almost looks like my last name. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> hey, Peter Capaldi. Nice. Love him. Julio Ruiz. Nice. Jennifer Holland. Okay. Viola Davis. Love Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. She's going to be uh, uh, Waller, isn't she? Probably going to be Viola Davis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Excellent. Yeah. Margot Robbie mm-hmm. and Michael Rooker. Oh, man. Love Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Oh, no. Kinnaman was Rick Flagg. He was in the original, but. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha, gotcha. And Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. Oh. Bummer. I wanted Nathan. Oh, Nathan Fillion to be Captain Cold, I bet. Uh, Idris Elba was originally reported to be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. Smart. But more recent reports say he's playing a different character. Oh. Some fans wanted to play Slade Wilson. A.K.A. Deathstroke. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't be against that. Storm Reed has been reported as playing the daughter of Elba's character. So if he is playing Deathstroke, then that would make her Rose Wilson, a.k.a. Yep, Ravager. Ravager. Yeah. Another possible option for Elba is Bronze Tiger. Hmm. I've never heard of him. He's kind of a, I, I, kind of a small villain. I couldn't see them wasting Idris Elba on Bronze Tiger, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Because he doesn't have much of a story. Okay. Michael Rooker was initially rumored to be playing King Shark. That'd be cool. But more recently, Steve Agee was pegged to be playing King Shark. Who the fuck is Michael Rooker playing? Man? I don't know. David Dasmalchian is reportedly going to be Polka Dot Man. Oh, Polka Dot Man. I've nice. Heard of him. Okay. <laughs> Daniela Melchior is playing Rat Catcher. Rat Catcher. That is a very deep Batman fucking uh, uh, gallery of villains oh, yeah. cut, by okay. the way. that I mean, he had maybe three comics. Oh. <laughs> he was not big. <clears throat> John Cena is rumored to play Peacemaker. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. John Cena is to play Bane. 
Ooh. I mean, I know he's supposed to be Mexican, but John Cena's so jacked. I just think it would like, it'd be perfect for him to play Bane. Yeah. It is pure speculation. Huh? The obvious reason for such a bulky cast is James Gunn wants to make a show of killing a bunch of them off in order to show just how disposable these villains are to Waller. That does sound like James Gunn. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking fantastic director, and he gets movies. It was funny, the whole time you were reading, I was just looking at the picture from the Court of Owls there. Oh, yeah. With, with Batman. I just wasn't even paying attention to what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that's rumored to be the the Batman. The mm-hmm. one with uh, the Twilight Kid. Oh, Pattinson? Yeah, they're saying they, they might They don't do have the fucking balls to do Court of Owls. There's no fucking way. Uh, that's one of the rumors. Do you have any idea how much fucking backstory is involved with the Court of Owls? And the whole their whole fucking point is to do what Marvel does. Because DC has yet to smarten up and be like, we should do something different than what Marvel does so that those uh, fans can come to us. And then we have the other part of, like, the other 50% of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. They can't do that. They're seeing all the money the fucking DC, or that Marvel and Disney is making. Mm-hmm. And they, so, want, they so, want their piece. Yeah, so they, they want to make that piece. So instead of giving us a different outlet and giving us something that, to, to like that would be different, they're like, let's copy them completely. And there is no fucking way in hell that they have the balls to have a new Batman and then the new Batman movie be fucking the Court of Owls. Absolutely fucking not. I guarantee that's not going to happen. And even if it is the Court of Owls in finger quotes here, it will not be the story of the Court of Owls. It'll be another fucking Batman origin. We're going to watch Robert Pattinson stumble through fucking lines and pretend like he knows what the fuck is going on. The new Batman movie is going to probably suck. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Next next topic, please. I have no retort to that. I do like James Gunn, and I will watch this Suicide Squad movie. I'll be okay. with you. And it won't take me three tries to get through it. Well, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted you to try it so mad. It's, it's, just, it's one of the worst films ever made. That's right. It, it was the worst film, mm-hmm. and then Joaquin Phoenix became the Joker, and now that's going to be the worst film ever made. So Allegedly. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, uh, reviewers? Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking. Well, let's talk Rotten Tomatoes for half a second here. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, they have their audience score, and they have the like their certified re- reviewer score, right? And Correct. that's the one that they usually post. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's newest special, mm-hmm. Sticks and Stones, okay. got sixty nine percent from the reviewers from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Said it was pretty weak. He wasn't really trying to make jokes. That's what Rotten Tomatoes said. The audience score was like 90-something percent. Everybody loved it. It was okay. really funny. Cut to uh, a fun little stand-up special on Netflix called uh, Nanette by Hannah Gadsby, which is uh, not even a fucking stand-up. It's a goddamn TED Talk. There's no fucking comedy in it. It's just some fat fucking lesbian from Australia who wants to pretend like she's fucking special. Rotten Tomatoes reviewer score? 100%. So they literally think it is a perfect comedy special. There is nothing on Netflix that is funnier than Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Audience score, 20%. So reviewers can suck my ass. And you can take your fucking Walking Phoenix Joker movie with his fucking sick mom and his black uh, psychiatrist love interests and his terrible fucking laugh and his uh, fucking, you know, Occupy Wall Street fucking movement. And you can shove him up your terrible, 
non-comic book reading, not giving a fuck about character, ass, and then bite my fucking bag. I can't wait till October 4th. You better be buying the tickets because I refuse to give this movie money. <laughs> I will not do it. I don't know if I can keep you out of walking out of a theater, though. Like, I kept you down I don't think I'll walk out of the theater. Part, I think but... I'll just start fighting people in the theater, to be honest with you. We're going to have to see that movie, aren't we? We're going to have to see The Joker. I think we have to. I think, I think everyone, we're contractually obligated. Everyone who listens to this podcast. Because either way, if it's as bad as you say, people are going to love it. Like the Suicide Squad episode where you just go off on it. That is one of our most listened it. to That's one of our episodes, most listened to episodes. <laughs> so they're going to love your awful take on it. If you like it, people are going to be so intrigued what actually could make you change your mind to like it. that I mean, It's a win-win situation. You have to see it. No one told me whenever I became a podcaster mm-hmm. that I'd have to watch movies that I don't want to watch. I mean, we started pretty early. We watched Jurassic Park 3 together. So I like Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 is going to be way more entertaining than the Joker movie. I can guarantee that. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's no way I could not watch that film, is there? <laughs> I don't that's, think so. That's going to have to be a full episode. It's just built up too much. I'm going to probably have to live tweet the whole fucking movie and then we're gonna have to go home and record the episode actually i think so well it's still fresh in your mind <sighs> i'm gonna have to not drink that much either because mm. i need to be like aware of everything that's going on yeah fuck yeah. i'll see you in uh two weeks being a podcaster blows <laughs> all right next topic all right i mean it's a similar topic <laughs> because we got a new poster for birds of prey i actually saw this poster it's pretty fucking dope it kind of is so coming out in February. Yep. And we got Harley all dressed up. Of course. And she's uh, having a bit of a. She really is a good choice for Harley. Like I can't be mad at that. Yeah. It honestly, is a, a good choice for Harley. She's having a bit of a. What would you say? Like a, a vision, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, she's. It's like it's sort of the old like uh, uh, Looney Tunes thing of like birds mm-hmm. flying around your head when you get knocked on the head or something like yeah, that. But yeah, she's yeah. got like all the characters. Babe, did I show you this poster, by the way? I don't remember if I did or not. Yes. Okay, did I show you that? All right, good. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Margot Robbie's the only good thing from the Suicide Squad movie. She was good casting for Harley Quinn. They fucking decimated that character and gave her nothing to work with. Yeah. But I think she's good casting for it. I mean, this, this shows some promise, too. This one, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm sort of... Uh, I'm kind of like looking forward to it. I think this might mm-hmm. actually be a good movie. We, we got Huntress, Black Canary, Cassandra Kane, nice. Renee Montoya, going against villains Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor. Love Ewan McGregor. And Victor Zaz. I'm just so, so glad to see fucking Victor Zaz in a fucking movie, man. Yeah. He's a great villain. I just, uh, I mean, I'm not as excited for this as I am for the animated Harley Quinn yeah. TV show, oh, which yeah. I think is going to be fucking amazing. But this one looks like it might actually be pretty good. Like, I have some... I'm not going to say high hopes, but I'm not shitting on this movie yet. Like, mm-hmm. I will gladly go see this movie. Not high hopes, but this movie has a chance of being good. Okay. I'm fine with paying for a ticket to see this movie. I will not pay for a ticket to see The Joker. Just, no, not going to happen. Granted, we haven't seen any trailers for this one too much yet or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, just so. a brief teaser before the yeah. It Chapter 2. So let me let me hold off. Let me see like a trailer from it, and then I'll give my full opinion so far. Which will probably be before Joker, so that'll True. be another reason to go see it. Yeah. There you go. 
I don't want to see. I don't want to see that movie so much. But one other bit of uh, positive movie news to kind of bring you back up a bit. I didn't have an article for it, but I did see. uh, I didn't see. I I heard on a podcast that the Mm -hmm. Toronto International Film Festival happened last weekend. The Audience Award went to Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Jojo Rabbit, the early front runner for Zach's favorite movie of 2019. Mm-hmm. By the way, I am so fucking excited for it's that. Getting movie. a lot of Oscar buzz now too, because <laughs> the last two award winners for the Audience Film Award there won the Toronto one. Okay, yeah, they got nomination. Green yeah, Book was last year. Okay, which went on to win the Oscar. True. And the year before that was uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That was a pretty good movie, which actually. got nominated yeah. but didn't win. Yeah, that one should have won. That was a pretty good film. I was a big fan of it. No, Jojo Rabbit. I mean, just fucking. I am. Like, as angry as I am towards the Joker movie is how happy I am towards Jojo the Rabbit. Because that movie looks fucking amazing. And I'm also very happy to see that I haven't seen a lot of what I expected was going to happen from that trailer. Where it's going to be like, ugh, white supremacy Nazi movies. Oh my god, who wants to watch this shit? Like, most people have, like, realized that he's joking around and fucking around. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see that. It makes me happy. That movie looks so fucking good, though, man. I... Early front runner for favorite film of 2019 for Zach Melcher, by the way. Just want to point that out. Have you seen this? Yes. I actually, <laughs> you know what's funny? Huh. I saw that because I follow him on Twitter. Mm. Saw it on Twitter live at the bar with Emma and I showed it to her. Nice. And I have never been happier <laughs> than seeing that. So, uh, and Carrie had a perfect response, as the article says here, too. We should tell the, we should tell the whole thing because we yeah. don't actually said what was going on. Carrie Yules. Is it Yules? Let's say you say it right. Elways. Mm-hmm. I've always said Carrie Yules. Okay. I'm not actually sure. So, Carrie Yules, uh, you'll know him from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, mm-hmm. the first Saw movie, mm-hmm. and of course, one of the most perfect films ever made, The Princess Bride. So, uh, let me just give you a quick story, because I actually saw this happen basically in real time. Sitting at the bar last night with Emma, we were drinking some beers, and I was just checking Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I follow, uh, I follow Carrie Yules on Twitter because I love The Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. I honestly, I mean, deep down in, in my core, one hundred percent true here. Yeah, I think The Princess Bride is very near a perfect film. I think it has everything you want in a movie. The dialogue is sharp. The story is heartfelt. It has action. It has love stories. It has horror. It's got everything you want. It's got Swas- Columbo. Yeah, Columbo. Swashbuckling adventures. Fucking Andre the Giant. Everything you would want in Fred a Savage. film. Fred Savage. Everything you want in a film is in The Princess Bride. It is a fucking fantastic movie. So anyway, Variety tweets out, uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment CEO Tony, I'm not even going to learn his last name because I give a fuck who he is, Vincent Cara, says that, very famous people whose names I won't use want to redo Norman Lear's The Princess Bride. So, Carrie Yules, being the dashing, beautiful, swashbuckling bastard that he is, replies to this tweet with, There's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one. <laughs> Which is, honestly, the greatest response to a tweet I've ever seen in my life. And for those of you who haven't seen The Princess Bride, turn this podcast off. Go watch The Princess Bride, and then come back and finish this podcast. Because if you haven't seen The Princess Bride, you have not fully lived. It is a fucking fantastic film. And it shouldn't be hard to find. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Damn near a perfect film. It's fucking fantastic. Girls, boys, anyone of all ages, 
will enjoy the Princess Bride. But in the Princess Bride, there's a moment where uh, Buttercup is going to kill herself by jamming a dagger into her heart because she thinks that her darling Wesley, her one true love, is dead. He's not. So she goes into a room. She puts a dagger to her uh, chest. Wesley, played by Carrie Yules, is sitting on her bed. She didn't notice. And he says, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It'd be a shame to damage yours. So that's his reply to the let's remake Princess Bride because we're fucking soulless, uh, money-grubbing whores. But yeah, fantastic. So happy to see that. And hopefully it, it pans out. Like, There's like no it, way they Like it doesn't happen. Movie. Please God, don't let it happen. Yeah. You know what I want, I want to happen to the Princess Bride? I want it to get almost a... Me and Emma talked about this. I, I wanted to get almost a um, Rocky Horror like following, okay. where it just like once a year it just gets like mass like to all the different theaters, and people go there. They dress up, they repeat lines to each other, they have callbacks and stuff. That's what I want the Princess Bride to have. That would be a fun one. Because you, I mean, you shouldn't remake the Princess Bride. That's like remaking the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Just like no, like th- that movie was perfect for not even just for its time. It's just a perfect film. It hits exactly what it, what it wants to be. It's beautiful. It's fantastically clever and well-created. You're not going to improve on that. What do you think you're going to do better? A little bit better CGI? A younger actor? Get the fuck out of here. Suck my cock. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody back from okay. just finishing The Princess Bride. I hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed it as much as I did. I think it's a fantastic film. So, you should watch that, I, th- I think, once a month. Okay. You should watch The Princess Bride once a month. You're sitting around. It's like a Saturday. You got nothing to do. You got a couple hours to kill. Put throw The Princess Bride on. You're going to enjoy it. It's always a fun watch. No one's ever watched The Princess Bride and been in a bad mood afterwards. That has never happened any time in life. What do you think of The Princess Bride? It's a wonderful film. I loved it ever since I was a kid. Um, I think I saw it on video. Probably around third or fourth grade. And that's a good time to be introduced to it, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's, a, it's a good enough fairy tale that it works, like you said, for both kids and adults, almost equally. Yeah. Like, you really buy into the adventure of it, you know? It just feels good. It's, just, it's mm-hmm. a feel-good movie. Like, it feels good to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I And they, re- they don't dumb it down. No. At all. Like... That's the thing I hate about a lot of fairy tales and kids' movies is they really try to talk down to kids. Like, kids understand shit, man. No, they just give the, the full story. Yeah. I always love, like, the fact that, like, the first time I saw The Princess Bride, I was, like, eight or nine. So, I was, like, basically the exact same age that Fred Savage's character is yeah. in that movie. And I remember thinking, like, should I even like this movie? It's called The Princess Bride. It's probably going to suck. And then, like, I remember loving the film. And then I was like, I can't tell anyone that I love this movie. It, it sounds like it, 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 it sounds soft, and nobody can know that I'm soft. <laughs> And then, like, ten years go by, and I'm in high school doing theater, and I'm like, Princess Bride's the greatest movie ever, bitches. Watch me tap dance on your face. Kickball change, kickball change. Another perfect example is the line you just mentioned. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world, and it'll be a pity to damage yours. Mm. There's no way you get that in a PG movie nowadays. No, no, God, no. No, because Disney would be owning it, and they couldn't fucking do it. No, Sony owns it. I'm shocked that Sony, Sony wants to do it. This sounds like Disney. <laughs> I think Disney bought Sony. <laughs> oh shit! I have, I have no. I'm gonna only have to watch. Indie now they're films. going to. All I can watch is indie films now. I'm gonna kill myself. You just I hate put the idie in their heads. I 
fucking You're the hate reason this is happening. I know. I hate indie films. They're so fucking pretentious. Ugh. You just talked good stuff about Jojo Rabbit. Does that count as an indie film? Yeah. Fox Searchly. Taika, Taika Waititi counts as an indie director? Let's be honest here. I mean, he did do Ragnarok, but... I mean, yes, technically, in the legal sense of the words, he is an indie director, but he is a fucking filmmaker. He's not some fucking nerd who wears black turtlenecks all the time and doesn't know how to fucking write dialogue, and his whole movie is surrounded about the girl who ditched him in high school, falling in love with a guy who happens to be just like him. But this is a film coming out from an independent film studio. That is true. Made on a budget for probably $10 million or less. Technically, it's an indie film, but it's not an indie film. You know what I mean when I say indie film. I do. And now I'm going to turn your mic down just a tad because you're probably going to explode. I was going to bring this up earlier whenever we were talking about comedy. I know you've heard about it. We had to bring it up. That uh, Shane Gillis was fired from SNL after his racist slurs surfaced online. Yeah. So, first of all, you're welcome for editing this podcast so much that you haven't had that many on there. Because, I mean, you're never going to get on SNL now. I don't care. I don't want to be on SNL. They suck and everyone knows it. They've sucked since, like, 2003. Mm. SNL has sucked for, like, 14 years at this point. They're fucking terrible. They have no teeth anymore. There's no fucking teeth. There's no heart. There's no comedy. It sucks. Fuck. Yeah, apparently his casting quickly drew heavy criticism stemming from several podcast clips featuring Gillis making racially insensitive jokes and using racial and homophobic slurs. Yeah, what's the most important part of that uh, phrase there? Podcast. Jokes. Podcast. They're evil. You know the whole point of a joke? It's that you're saying shit you don't believe in. That's why it's a joke. If you believed in it, it would be an epitaph. And you would be in front of a fucking Third Reich throwing your fucking arm out and telling everybody how the Jews are to blame. When you say it ironically because you know it's fucking stupid to say because you think racism is dumb because it is, it's a goddamn joke. You're pointing out the silliness of being racist. and That's why you laugh at it. When you make a racist joke, you're not laughing at that race. You're laughing at people who believe that way because they're fucking assholes. So a spokesperson for producer Lauren Michaels released the following statement online. Lauren Michaels is a cunt. After talking with Shane Gillis, we've decided that he will not be joining SNL. We want SNL to have a variety of voices and points of view within the show. As long as they're not funny. And we hired Shane on the strength of his talent as comedian and his impressive audition for SNL. We were, not, we were not aware of his prior remarks that have surfaced over the past few days. The language he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We are sorry that we did not see these clips earlier and that our vetting process was not up to our standard. And then Gillis Gillis quickly treated or tweeted a response, if you want to read that. <laughs> okay, this is a tweet from Shane Gillis. Uh, it feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get on SNL. That can't be taken away. Of course I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a mad TV guy anyway. Oh my god, thank you! Oh, I was just about to fucking go off. I was so mad at him for being a fucking bitch and being like, oh no, I totally understand what I'm going in with the I was a mad TV guy anyway. Fucking, he should be owning it. They should fire Lorne Michaels, and Shane Gillis should be running fucking SNL right now. That is the funniest thing 
that has been written in 10 years now at this point. <laughs> like, fuck! Why? Why do people have to be like, why is it like, oh, you can't be on SNL if you're offensive or hurtful or unacceptable. They did the church lady for four years while Dana Carvey was on there. He dressed and dragged and acted like an old woman and called Madonna a whore. <laughs> is that offensive and unacceptable? It is now. Well, then SNL should cancel itself, shouldn't it? If we want to be fucking consistent, don't we? Why must people, like, looking for political correctness and sensitivity in comedy is like going to a fucking McDonald's and asking for a prime rib. They don't have it. It's not what they serve. It's the exact opposite of what they serve. The whole idea behind comedy is to be offensive and push the edges a little bit because you want to make people laugh. And especially, like, getting more sensitive like this, it's going to push actual comedians to be less sensitive. Because anytime you tell someone, if you say this word, everyone's going to freak out. You can't say that. Every comedian in his right mind or her right mind, their right mind, is going to go... I'm going to use that fucking word every time I can now just to piss people off because that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. I just, I just... Everyone gets offended by something. Being offended does not make you fucking special. I, I, I get offended all the time. How dare you? I've watched the fucking Joker trailer 400 times at this point. Did I ask for that movie to be taken away legally and have a gun point to, pointed to its head? No. Mm. I said, I don't want to watch it because like, it's going to suck. Yeah, but we're making you anyway. It's just... Everyone gets insulted by things. Any joke you write, the most mundane, milk toast, fucking salted cracker, even joke ever will make one person. There's what? Uh, there's 350 million people just in the United States. Yeah. There's seven billion people on the Earth. You cannot say one phrase without upsetting one person. I mean, just mathematically, that's impossible. So if we're just going to fucking hamstring and cut the tendons of comedy, let's just give up. When we just just cordon each other off into fucking, uh, you know, groups and we don't want to hurt each other's feelings or rub elbows with each other, we become more distant. There is more racism now than there was 20 years ago whenever fucking Archie Bunker was running around and we were making fun of Polacks all the time. It's fucking terrible. Fuck. I don't even know, man. I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. That started escalating like a network speech. I thought you were gonna start just, <laughs> rise out of your chairs. <laughs> it just fucking hurts me, man. Like I just, you can't hamstring comedy. We need com- comedy. This is gonna sound way overboard, and I apologize for it. Comedy fights back tyranny. Comedy is used for tyranny. There was no stand-up comedians in the fucking USSR. I can promise you that. What about Yakos Smirnov? No, he was here. He was in America, where oh. fucking freedom rings. Actually, now he's in Bronson, Missouri. <laughs> I think he still is in, is, is in Bronson. Is he alive? He you might be alive. Branson? Who cares? Yeah, Branson, Bronson. Oh, okay. Charles, Charles Branson. He was in Death Wish. It was a fantastic movie. Oh, okay. Movie. Speaking of the dirty dozen. That offends me, because I'm from Bronson, Missouri, mm-hmm. and the, to, to make it sound like that, and I didn't like those movies, and I don't think that's okay to make that joke. Yeah. We should shut this down. Zach should never be on SNL. That's right. Well, guess what, Zach? You know what happened to that movie? His wife got raped. That's yeah. not okay. His wife got raped by uh, Jeff Goldblum, actually. Oh. He was the rapist in that film. That really? was like one of his first roles. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. 
Um, nothing against Jeff Goldblum. I think right. he's a fantastic actor. And I'm glad he really didn't get typecast. Yeah, I'm really glad he's not an actual rapist. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> but yeah, here's the thing. It doesn't matter, but Zach will never be on SNL. You couldn't pay me $4 million to be on SNL. What about five? No. There's not an amount of money in this world that would make me go on SNL. Not even a guest host? Unless they're going to give me uh, no film or no tape delay and I'm allowed to talk for as long as or for five minutes with no one coming out. On I mean, stage. I don't even do that. Exactly. I edit this way yeah. down. That's why it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because I like to joke that I'm a degenerate, but I do have some morals and those are one of my morals. Freedom of speech is the greatest thing ever. Comedy is the greatest thing ever. Comedy fights tyranny. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry to report that Zach has been taken away from the basement again. The mic was cut. <laughs> Everyone, I have uh, evidence that will indict Hillary Clinton on... <laughs> oh, no, there he goes. I just Epstein myself. <laughs> okay, that yeah. was the last one. We, we need to break after that one. I promise one. you, that's the last one. We're, we're going on break. Okay, I've had my Thorazine shot now, mm-hmm. and I have been taught as to what I should say. That's right. So I apologize for my outburst earlier. Apology accepted. It will not happen again. Well, tonight. Ever. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's going to happen about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I moved some TV news. Uh, American Horror Story came back last night, apparently. Yeah, I've been seeing the uh, posters for it. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty cool. Slightly intriguing, yeah. I've been out for a few seasons. Yeah, we watched Coven, which was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, early on, the first couple seasons were pretty decent. The first season was amazing. Yes, I love that one. I forget what the second season was. That was The Asylum. That one was a little weird. That yeah. one kind of like got away from itself. Yeah. Went to some sure. alien territory yeah, and stuff. I wasn't exactly sure what it wanted to do. Yeah. It kind of had the same feel as like the uh, the Stepford Wives movie. A little do bit. Do you remember that? Where mm-hmm. it was like they weren't sure how to end it. So like let's put four endings in here. Maybe that'll <laughs> count. Uh, I take all that back. I didn't want to offend anybody who oh, wrote okay. on uh, the second season of American Horror Story on Stepford Wives. Yeah. Um, the gun pointed to my head tells me that I am supposed to enjoy all of multimedia that comes out. That's right. I should not ask questions. <laughs> Apparently, this is the ninth season. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I missed a lot of them. But, uh, remember, me and Emma watched Coven. That was a really oh, yeah. good one. Okay. That's when they're going to be uh, going after the classic slasher fix flicks of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And heavyweight players Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters are gone, although no one's really oh, got wow. cameos. And Emma Roberts, who starred in Coven, is now the veteran series performer. Wow. I remember, like, a couple of the uh, posters I've seen uh, for the new season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was clearly, you know, uh, Friday the 13th. It's oh, really? The, the, it's the exact poster. Oh. Like, yeah, like, it looks exactly like she's in, you know, Camp... Uh, uh, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake, thank you. Jesus. Uh, yeah, like exactly like she's a camper. So like, then the other poster I saw mm-hmm. almost looked like the swamp thing, like pulling a chick off a dock. But really? I wasn't hundred percent on that one, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But I mean, it looks fun. I love just. I mean, who doesn't love the fucking classic '80s slasher flicks? Oh like, yeah, it's always good. And for the most part, I would say if there's been nine seasons of American Horror Story, I I, I would think at least four of them have been good. That's probably fair. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll get some fun shit in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called American Horror Story 1984 is the name of it. And the pilot episode last night was called Camp Redwood. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're totally mm-hmm. just buying into it then. 
The review here says, of course, since the summer camp setting tends to create more of a camp tone these days, as it's a pioneering theme turned cliche, it might be a little difficult for this season to create tension. Because unlike uh, Cabin in the Woods, the tropes aren't being toyed with for any sort of meta aspect. By the way, Cabin in the Woods, one of the best written films ever done. It like, was really fun. It's fucking fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while since American Horror Story has been just ghoulish and goofy. Mm. Both Colt and Apocalypse were filled with mean, brutal, and biting characters. Those are the previous two seasons, apparently. I don't remember. I don't think I saw either of those, to be honest with you. I think yeah. Coven was the last one that I watched. Okay. Yeah, that was season three, I think. I don't know. I just had, like, the whole thing, like, I was super into the first season. Because, mm-hmm. like, also, by the way, the first season of American Horror Story, like, before it even came out, some of the best advertisement for a TV show ever. Oh, yeah? Like, the, like the teaser trailers and shit they were pointing out like or putting out it just made you want to fucking dive in like if you're a fan of horror you're like oh this looks kind of fucking cool i gotta check and see what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. and i thought the first season was really good oh yeah um I'm, second, a, I'm a sucker for a haunted house tale too oh yeah. yeah always and then asylum like i said earlier was like mm, i thought coven was good it had its moments. I was a little frustrated with some parts of it, but yeah. But the chick who played the Swamp Witch was super hot. So. <laughs> Lily Raby, that was her name. Mm-hmm. Mm, she's fine. And then that's like the last season I remember watching American Horror yeah. Story. The one after that was the the Carnival one. Oh, I watched a couple episodes of that one, yeah. and it just kind of like same it, here. Once they killed off the murder clown in like yeah, episode it's, two, it sort like, of lost me. Like it kind of like. It felt like they were fucking with me almost, where it was just like hey, you thought it was gonna be this, but now it's not. And it's yeah. just like it's it's sort of like how the new Star Wars movies are. It's like we subverted your expectations. I'm like yeah, but your story sucks, so you can subvert my expectations all you want. They still blow. Yeah. Yeah, I might be down for this though. We'll give it a few more episodes, see what it's looking like. But oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna wait till it's like not on Netflix. I can watch the whole thing at one time. Or something. Yeah. Oh, it's Big Mouth. That's a good show. Yep. Yeah. Coming back next month, Excellent. season three. It's a good show. It's really funny. It's really offensive, though, so you guys shouldn't watch it. You should watch whatever Disney wants you to watch. Marvel has said you should watch the new Thor TV show or movie. Whatever the fuck it's going to be, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to watch it. Everybody's going to watch it. Yeah. Well, final verdict here. Pretty good, though. We got an 8.1 for the pilot. Not bad. Kicks things off with a story designed to dive back into 80s horror and remind us how fun and freaky the slasher genre can be. For the first time in a while, a bunch of decent-ish characters are up on the chopping block instead of the show's usual parade of vicious and cruel creeps. This suggests that the season won't be a harsh hornet's nest full of nasty nightmares, like many previous installments have been, but instead a medium-spicy ride full of (laughs) crowd-pleasing chills. I love this reviewer, Matt Fowler. He does a lot of the wrestling reviews, too. It's funny, yeah. (laughs) Real medium spicy movie, mm-hmm. and I mean like they're, they're and his little tagline. Yeah, AHS gets totally tubular with Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, and other '80s slasher fix, inspiring a radical new season. Yeah, I mean like every horror fan loves the '80s. Oh, absolutely. Uh, slasher genre. What I love about a lot of horror fans, us included, mm-hmm. is that like we realize what the '80s slasher movie did to the genre of horror which is like kind of fucked it for the next 10 years yeah but also they were so much fun man you gotta it really them. was they're just like it, it's one of those things like you can't hate them they're mm. just too much fun so like, what if they just kept giving you more of the same like that's like, what I'm fine. Fuck it. like you know it, it was a good time yeah you killed some franchises yeah. but hey they pretty were probably gonna die pretty sure anyway. all of them if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken I don't know if any 180 slasher franchise had survived off the top of my head I mean not since I mean only because it got rebooted later. Which one? Halloween. 
Yeah, I guess kind of. But even yeah. like like I heard the latest one of that was pretty fucking soft. So. Yeah, it was. But it's getting two sequels, so it's fair. <laughs> and I mean, and then we had Scream, which was the first one was amazing. Oh yeah, it was basically like a spoof of horror movies while also being a fairly well read or fairly well written horror movie. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, the That's other, 90s though. So. Yeah. And then the other six of those was terrible. <laughs> uh, I know what you did last summer was pretty fucking weak. Yeah. See, I actually never saw any of those. Oh, those are really fun, bad. <laughs> That's the best thing. About, I, I think that's what makes horror such a great genre. Yeah. Is that even the really bad ones are entertaining to watch. Horror's always entertaining. Yeah. Like, Especially if you're with a group getting a few drinks in. Yes. You. No, that's the best time to watch horror movies anyway. But it's like any other movie genre, if it's done badly, it sucks. Like bad comedy movies are bad comedy oh, movies. Yeah. Like bad drama movies are bad drama movies. But a bad horror movie is still fun to watch. Like, I mean, some of like a lot of people's favorite horror movie is Troll Two, which is one of the worst films ever. Ever, made. yeah, of any but genre. It's, yeah. it's so fucking entertaining. You gotta kind of love it. Like, <laughs> there's something fun about a movie genre that can be so good it's bad. And maybe that's just the inner mystery science theater nerd in me. A little bit. But it, like, there is just something about horror movies where it's like, even when they're really bad, they're still kind of good. Even when they're like just boring and like milk toast, they're still kind of fun to watch. Like, horror might be the most entertaining genre of films. Like, there's just something about like, even when you know exactly what's gonna happen and like, mm-hmm. there's no surprise for you whatsoever, you still kind of have fun watching yeah. it though. Like, there's something to be said about that. I don't know how you would ex- explain that, but I think it's kind of fun. Speaking a little bit of horror, Netflix show coming out next month mm-hmm. called Daybreak. Have you heard of this yet? Mm-mm. All right, we're going to watch the teaser trailer for this real quick. I'm going to pause it. How fun did that look? Oh, that looks amazing. You're right? already yeah. in on that, right? Oh, fuck yeah, 100%. I mean, they were See. playing one of my favorite songs in the background. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was some Kendrick Lamar, my dude. Oh, okay. That's I didn't recognize shit. it, but it, I was no, I'm bobbing my head. That's Mad City. That's okay. a fucking great, That's a fun, that song slaps. Well, this show is called Daybreak, coming out October 24th on Netflix. And uh, it's a perfect little synopsis here, too, from the, after the trailer. If you combine the post-apocalyptic landscape of Mad Max, yeah. the fourth wall breaking wit of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Which is funny, because Matthew Broderick is the mm-hmm. apparently the principal of the high school that they're yep. in. The mindless, flesh-eating <laughs> hordes of The Walking Dead, and the satirical high school cliques of Mean Girls. <laughs> Toss them into a blender with a dash of Hunger Games, you might get something approaching the utterly batshit, unashamedly gory, disarmingly hilarious Daybreak. <laughs> now, I am 100% in on this. Yeah. This just looks, it, I mean, it, it looks fun, man. Oh, yeah. Also, is the, like, is that blonde girl, is that the younger uh, sister from uh, Zombieland? Because she kind of looks like her. Uh, it might be another Breslin, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. fair, 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 fair. But yeah, uh, this was an IGN article. They've got the first five episodes. And they're yeah. they're really in on it, so I no, think I, mean, I am too. After that trailer, oh yeah, fuck, that was a fucking fantastic trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix described the show as high school isn't the end of the world until it is. Oh. In this post-apocalyptic genre-bending series, the city of Glendale, California, is populated by marauding gangs of jocks, gamers, the 4-H club, <laughs> and other fearsome tribes who are kicking ass as they try to fight to survive in the wake of a nuclear blast on the night of homecoming. Ugh. Ugh. 
Following an eclectic group of survivors as they navigate this strange and treacherous world, Daybreak is part samurai saga, part endearing coming-of-age story, and part battle royale. I mean, who doesn't want that? Like, come on, man. Exactly. That sounds awesome. (laughs) No, I'm totally into that, and I'm way too old to be into this, but I'm into it, like, 100%. Oh, yeah. This looks like a lot of fun. This looks like uh, some creative people getting together and trying to make a different story and having fun while doing it. This yeah. almost looks like uh, what I've been yelling for on this podcast for the last yeah. 41 episodes. So, bit. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it looks good. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah. It'll be terrible if, like, this show sucks and then the Joker wins, like, the Oscar and everybody mm-hmm. the fucking loves it. But, like, I might kill myself. <laughs> In the darkest timeline. <laughs> I might just do it on the fucking air of this podcast. <laughs> you better fucking post it. Yeah, I would have to. If I if if, if I kill myself on this podcast, I mean, you better fucking post. I would it. edit it. It's up to Emma to post it. Like we know that. So she I don't know. better fucking post, or I will haunt that ass. <laughs> I'm gonna haunt that ass anyway. But Are still, you? oh yeah, vengeful. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm vengeful over that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna haunt that ass. Yeah. So yeah, that looks like something as you said that uh, you've been talking for. So here's something you've been talking against. NBC has announced that their streaming service is going to be called Peacock. Gay. And they are bringing back a Saved by the Bell reboot. Starring Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley returning as cast members. Is Elizabeth Berkley going to show her pussy like in Showgirls? The new Saved by the Bell series logline (laughs) is as follows. When California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools, he proposes they send the affected students to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. I mean, everyone already thinks that Zach Morris (laughs) was a sociopath. And Mm -hmm. have you ever seen those videos on on YouTube? Yeah, Yeah. trash, yeah. I mean, I gotta admit it. He does seem like a sociopath. Um, so we're going to make him a a Nazi, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is what we're turning him into. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% on this. Yeah. Uh, I was never a fan of Saved by the Bell to begin with. <laughs> I thought Elizabeth Berkeley was really good in Showgirls. Okay. And then uh, what's her name? The other girl. Yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. She was in uh, two shows that I was a fan of. Fast Lane, which is one of the worst shows ever. But I liked it because it was on G4 and I was 13. <laughs> and she's also in White Collar, which is actually kind of a fun show. Really? Yeah. On USA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually... It's I see sur- ads for it all the time during Raw, but yeah. I've never actually watched it's it. surprisingly fairly well written. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of a fun, like, heist show. I think you might enjoy it. Huh. I wouldn't say devote time to it, but, okay. like, if you, if you got a couple hours to kill, watch a couple episodes, see if you're into it. All right. It's, it's kind of fun. But, yeah, now, I've never been a fan of Saved by the Bell. And even if you were, like, I don't even know if any fans would be excited for this. Like, this is, no, this is not dead. something anyone wanted. They're all dead. This was, like, 40 <laughs> years ago. Let me watch Saved by the Bell. <laughs> okay, so, you see, that was on whenever I was in school, so. I'm pretty sure it was on when I was born, to be honest with you. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was. Yeah, it ran from 89 to 93. Yeah, I was born in 92. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the chicks in it were hot, but, like, and, you know, that one chick, Mario Lopez, she's pretty fucking fine. Mm. But I just, was Say by the Bell that good of a show that we got to do a fucking remake? I mean, they've got IP and they need to put some stuff on their streaming service, I guess. So. I get, uh, like, I just, ugh, 
first off, who the fuck is going to buy the NBC streaming service? Yeah. Like, Especially when it's called Peacock. Like, yeah. What <laughs> and what does NBC have that we all need to watch? 30 Rock, which is on Hulu and Netflix? Well, for now. Yeah, I mean, true. They'll probably take it away. But then yeah. we've all seen it. It's also probably already fucking pirated onto YouTube anyway. Yeah. And the, the big win that they're touting is that they're going to be bringing back The Office. They're taking that away from Netflix. I was never a fan of The Office anyway, yeah. so that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll be a little pissed if... Uh, I'm just claiming, you know, that's what they're that's fair. putting their tent up behind. I know. I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's not NBC. No, that's Fox. Yeah, that's Fox, right? Okay. Well, it was NBC, and now Fox. Yeah, now it. it's Fox. Because so, yeah, so NBC canceled it. So, so it's still going to be on Hulu, so I'm good. Because yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a great show. And if you guys aren't watching that, you should. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like The Office, but funnier. Or actually, how I should put it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like The Office, but actually funny. And watchable. Yeah, and watchable. And has characters that you care about, as mm-hmm. opposed to everyone in The Office who is um, terrible, trash humans who suck, and you don't want any of them to win. Yeah. I tried to watch it, man. I got two seasons in. I did it for my friend Maggers. Oh, yeah? Well, not not my friend. My twin sister, Maggers. Oh. I watched, like, end of the second season. I forgot Val adopted you. Yeah. That's true. And I watched into like the second season of the, of the Office. Me and Emma did. Couldn't just could not get into it. Fucking loved Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. Watched every season of that probably four times all the way through. Mm-hmm. Great show. And you're a fan of uh, The Good Place, which is also Love the same Good. creator. It's fucking really funny actually. Yeah. Like we we started watching it just like to try it out. Yeah. It's really fucking funny. Uh-huh. Really smart too actually. Yeah. Like I did not expect it to be smart. Mm. I thought it was gonna be like a fucking big bang theory kind of writing where it's gonna be like meh easy mm. joke <laughs> fart like it's like oh no there's like some there, somebody's putting some fucking brain power in here for oh, these for scripts sure. like there's some good fucking jokes here and they've actually got a season three just got added to Netflix last week yeah so. it's yeah and then uh, they're working on the final season right now too mm-hmm. if it I... premieres next week I think on NBC okay. so. perfect yeah you guys should watch the the good place it's a really good show yep um, also a lot, lot of the chicks in that pretty fucking hot yeah, uh, especially the one fucking Indian girl. No, she's super hot. She's all like super tall and like just a basket of curves. Yeah, she's fucking smoking hot. See, it's I, I was funny. more into Janet. So yeah, Janet's hot as fuck too. It's kind of funny because Eleanor, or just Chris Bell's character, like flirts with Tahani all the time <laughs> and like talks about how how hot she is. And apparently, like during one of the like uh, you know circles that like those two are actually put together as like soulmates, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, going back to Saved by the Bell, why? Yeah, Nobody no liked to that. this show that much. Let's be honest here. Finally, the biggest Saved by the Bell fan. And I go, hey, did you hear they're going to do a uh, reboot? It's going to be out on NBC's streaming service called Peacock. What do you think about that? And they're going to be like, Saved by the Bell is my favorite show. It's a weird voice. That kind of scared me, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, if you were a huge fan of Saved by the Bell, you're a failure. So that's oh, how it oh, works. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but, like that I just make enemies out of no one. There's, yeah. there's no need for me to do that. But really I do isn't. it anyway. Okay. I don't know why. I think I like conflict. I think that's what it is. It's well, then you're going to like this next story. I was say, it's probably why I hate it Saved by the Bell. Bam! Oh. Another one! <laughs> Nailing the jokes! Here's a show coming back that you're going to enjoy. Hmm. They're bringing back Boondocks. Oh, I love the Boondocks. I figured you would. It seems like it'd be right oh, up your alley. Oh, it's a fucking fantastic show. Have you ever watched it? I have not, actually. Oh, it's super funny, buddy. But they're coming back with two in quotes, reimagined seasons on HBO. 
Okay. And Plus they, the original. And they're, and they're okay. getting the original run of 55 episodes that debuted in 2005. Excellent. Good. It's a hilarious show. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's fucking so funny, man. There's some great shit on that. Okay. Well, the creator, Aaron Magruder, is returning as showrunner and will serve as executive producer. He was the showrunner for the first three of the original four seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Boondocks is fantastic. It's a great... It was... Uh, originally came out on Adult Swim. Okay. watching it on that. It's a really funny show. Uh, also really heartfelt and like makes some pretty good points. They have a great episode where uh, Martin Luther King Jr. comes back from like the dead, basically. Okay. And then uh, everyone hates him. And then he dies 20 years later and Oprah is elected president. So <laughs> oh, okay. It's a really funny show. You guys should watch The Boondocks. It's fucking great. Also, it has... Uh, um, Charlie Murphy and Samuel L. Jackson voice two white guys who are super rich guys who want to act thug. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That sounds unique, yeah. Yeah, no, the Boondocks is a great show. You should check that shit out. Well, it's funny is when I was looking at the tab for that, I saw the Boondocks. I thought it was going to be the Boondocks Saints. Oh. And I thought you were going to be like, there's going to be a show for the Boondocks Saints. It's going to be like, okay, how the fuck am I going to enjoy this? <laughs> Unless it is the original cast, I'm yeah. going to say, go fuck yourself. Yeah, according to HBO, the new seasons will fo- will continue to follow the Freeman family in the same Maryland suburb. Excellent. Only to see it taken over by the tyrannical Uncle Ruckus <laughs> and his bizarre neo-fascist regime. No, Uncle Ruckus is hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah, he's right. this like old black dude who thinks white people are, are the best, and he's a white supremacist, and he's this like old white guy. He's, oh, like, he's like the head house slave kind of thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. He's fucking funny, though. He says some of the worst shit ever. It's so good, dude. Nice. I mean, on HBO, they're going to bring oh, up. Oh, yeah, no. No, they're going to be like, no fuck barred. this. Like, oh, you, you hated season eight and Game of Thrones? Check this shit out, dog. <laughs> yeah, life under ruckus will turn out to be an everyday struggle to survive. <laughs> HBO seems to be embracing the politically aggressive nature of the original show, which itself is based on his long-running newspaper comic strip. Good, yeah. Do something fucking different. Yeah. Yeah, the original Boondock show originally aired on Adult Swim. Yeah. Hmm. And now uh, you can see uh, uh, yeah, some of the episodes they had. They had The Trial of Robert Kelly. That's R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, fun, the Story of Gangs Delicious, which was, uh, he was a rapper who was like 50 Cent kind of style, like Super Hood, and like got shot and shit like that. And it turns out he's gay and shit like that. And then like his biggest fan was Riley, who's the other uh, little brother in the Boondocks. And... Uh, he sees the one guy kiss Gangsta Delicious, and he's like, "Oh shit! Oh, the the saliva coming back from both hands. Fuck! Like, it's really fucking funny, man. You guys, you guys gotta check out the Boondocks. It's fucking hilarious. Right. <laughs> That's also where the song. Uh, I think I've played it for you before. The Dick Riding Obama. Oh yeah. That's from the Boondocks. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And it's all animated, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really good. Really good animation, actually, too, surprisingly. Hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, it's good writing, and so it's funny. Yeah. The animation is actually really good. So, no, I think uh, anyone with a sense of humor, white, black, yellow, whatever the fuck you are, you'll like it. Yeah. If if you have a good sense of humor, you'll love that show. It's fucking hilarious. Cool. I'm glad it's coming back, then. Moving on to some video game news. Better pour one out for old Anthem here, it sounds like. 
BioWare has announced that they are going to cancel all of their post-launch plans. That didn't take long. Nope. Game came out in February. I was going to say, didn't that just launch like six months ago? Mm -hmm. Fuck. Plans for post-launch content in Anthem have been put on ice so the development team can focus on updates and thoroughly review core issues surrounding gameplay. Which include combat balancing, more reward crate types, Ooh. and tips in the load screens to better explain cataclysm mechanics. If, if you have to focus game. more on tips in your load screens, that doesn't sound like... Yeah, you're clearly just... I mean, they're not going to do any evidence that's going to happen. Yeah. But what they're going to do is pull one of the like IPs they still own mm-hmm. out of the fucking drawer and somehow make another game for that. Yeah. This is what they get for fucking up Mass Effect. I'm glad this is happening. Fuck Bioware. <laughs> They ruined Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic. They can suck my dick. Yeah, the lead designer currently acknowledges that the tweaks weren't enough, saying, we hear your concerns on core issues in Anthem and we are acting on it. Those systems require a more thorough review and reworking versus quick fixes. So we've got a team working on that now, and early results are promising. Yeah, no, I mean, this is what Bioware gets for uh, shitting on all of its IPs and trying to turn it into something we didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I gave Bioware a lot of uh, pull. Like, I liked, I actually liked Mass Effect Three. A lot of people hated Mass Effect Three. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a great close to the story. You get a lot of like closure for all your, your characters that you loved. I uh, wasn't a fan of the like shoehorned in multiplayer they put in that, but it was still kind of fun to play, though. I mm-hmm. I will admit that. However, Mass Effect Andromeda, one of the worst games ever made. Me, as big of a Mass Effect fan as I am, yeah. and you know how big of a Mass Huge. Effect fan that I am, cannot beat it. I've never gotten more than maybe two or three hours in in the story. It just it's that fucking bad. Wow. It's it, it's hard to play. It's fucking just boring. There's no fucking creativity. There's no fun. That like, I would pay sixty. I I would pay seventy dollars for instead of having buy or uh, instead of having Mass Effect Andromeda, if you can give me. A complete HD remaster of the first three uh, Mass Effect games with mm-hmm. all the, with all the DLC. By the way, I'll pay seventy dollars for that. Still, yeah. Okay. Oh, right now I'll do it. If you could let me play all three of them again, I, I fucking love that man. They were so good, and I, I especially let the like the save files carry over because that was the best part of the Mass Effect games. Like, oh, absolutely. Your, same the growth it, yeah. yeah, like you like felt like you grew with the characters and shit. The original trilogy of Mass Effect is amazing. It's some great storytelling. There's some beautiful things happening in that. Yeah. And then Andromeda happened and it fucking blew dicks. It was just awful. <laughs> and it pissed it somehow pissed off everybody. I don't know how it did that, but it pissed off everyone on the internet. Quite a few. Like before it even came out, everyone was fucking pissed. Like a bunch of like kissless neckbeards were mad that like one of the main chicks was like short haired and looked like a lesbian, but she wasn't. And so a lot of fucking, uh, (laughs) angry SJWs on Tumblr were mad that you couldn't romance her as a woman because she should be a lesbian. So they're mad. They pissed off everyone by doing that. It's amazing. They were like, everyone came together to agree that mass effect Andromeda sucked. It was, (laughs) it really pulled the country together. Yeah. It was like, since the first, inauguration of obama we all came together as one we were finally together and it, and it was beautiful <laughs> speaking of beautiful oh yeah we got some new video on uh, gameplay from the 
remastered enhanced editions of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and Icewind Dale. Oh my god, I want these so fucking bad. Have you seen these videos yet? Yes. Okay, cool. I was going to say, I'm just pulling it to your attention. It's like a 20 minute video, so I didn't want to play it tonight, but I was going to just bring your attention to it. No, I've already seen it. I I cannot fucking wait. Coming to Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch. Like, uh, I know we've talked before about maybe picking up a Switch soon. Like, that would be pretty cool to have Baldur's Gate on the go. You know? Right? I fucking love Baldur's Gate. It's such a good game. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 2 is better, though. Let's be honest here. Yeah, story-wise, probably. Okay. I think gameplay mechanics, I think the first one wins out. They think That's they, fair. They I tried to clean that. up things a little too much on 2, but the story for it is just Yeah, no, the, the story for Baldur's Gate 2 is amazing. I remember that was a... Uh, Baldur's Gate 2 gave me and my friend, or my cousin, actually, Roger, a long-running joke for us playing video games, where, like, for the first two hours of playing that game, every piece of equipment you pick up is shoddy. That's literally what it's like. It's like shoddy boots, <laughs> yeah. shoddy armor, shoddy sword. And so, like, anytime we would, we would play a game together, it'd be like, shoddy shotgun, shoddy helmet. Like, it just looked like <laughs> what it was. It just made us laugh that everything was shoddy. But, uh, no, I mean, fucking Baldur's Gate games are amazing. Anyway. I cannot fucking wait to play these again. Yeah, that's what I was scrolling down for, just to double-check the release date. I know it's later this year, but I don't remember when. Okay, October 15th. There you go. Is the Baldur's Gate games. And then Icewind Dale and Planescape Torment are coming later, December 3rd. Okay. So, yep. Gonna yeah. be, be some fun holidays. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> like, I want this to come out, and I want them to put uh, fucking um, Diablo 2 on mobile. That's what I need. <laughs> I need Diablo 2 put on the App Store. And then I can probably get fired from my job, because that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last few stories I had is a update on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm. There's a new one coming out here in a few weeks. Another Modern Warfare? Mm-hmm. And they've announced that they so are going to have... third Modern Warfare at this point? Uh, fourth, I believe. Okay. I mean, the original one was awesome. Call of Duty 4? Yeah. Come on, man. Who didn't fucking just pour hours of their life into that? Yeah. Ah, so good. But they have officially announced that cross-platform cross-play is going to be available between PS4, Xbox One, and PC, all that's three. That's a terrible idea. Why? You can't have PC involved in it. Well, that's the thing. So, if you read further... Um, both Xbox One and PS4 can play Call of Duty Modern Warfare using a keyboard and mouse. I'm not playing with keyboard. I, I can't play with keyboard and mouse. I'm terrible with it. Okay. I'm a controller bitch. I admit it. You can also filter matchmaking. That's what I was going to say. I yeah, thought that was in there somewhere too. Yeah, it was the next sentence. Oh, okay. Or filter matchmaking so that players join controller only lobbies or keyboard and mouse only lobbies. Here's the thing though. People are going to like, within the first three days, are going to learn how to fucking fake that. <laughs> and then we're going to have dudes in controller-only lobbies with a keyboard and mouse just like 360 no-scoping you from across the map with an R700. Yeah. I just just make the consoles cross-play, but don't put PC in there. It's just a bad idea. Like I'm not like shitting on the, on the PC Master Race as much as, as much as I hate PC Master Race, and I think they suck. And the only reason that you're impressed by the way you play video games because you've never had a vagina near you. Oh. But, um... That's actually what I was looking for. So, oh, there you go. 
you can actually opt in or out as to whether you even want to engage in crossplay. So you can stay console only, like just PS4 players, just Xbox players, whatever you want. Good, that's what I want. So it'll be on PS4 because I don't have an Xbox. Yeah, but I mean, I feel bad for Emma when I finally buy this. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I'm just gonna buy some weed and just go back to my high school days. I'm gonna get high as shit and fucking drink like diet cokes. <laughs> I'm gonna play fucking uh, Modern Warfare for seven or eight hours a night. Mm. Well, we got another month. It's not until October 25th. Fair. Although, definitely put more hours into Halo Three than I did into Modern Warfare. Hundred percent, I put more hours into that. That was easily the best multiplayer I've ever played. There were days during summer vacation when I was in high school, where me and my buddy Jared would get on Xbox Live together, play Halo Three for matchmaking. And we would play for 12, 13 hours. Oof. Like, just... I mean, we were, like, 14. We didn't have jobs yet. We didn't have anywhere to go. It was summer vacation. And yeah. fucking Halo 3 was right there in front of us, man. <laughs> I had the special edition Halo 3 Xbox that was all, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the fucking, like, gold... Or, like, the bronze-orange color and, like, green camo color to it and shit mm-hmm. like that. I had that. Like, that's how into Halo I am. I fucking love Halo. I wish they would put them on PlayStation. It'll never fucking happen because Microsoft owns every bit of Halo and will not let it go for the next, I don't know, two years. Then we'll see what happens. But I can say they own Minecraft now and it came out on PS4. That so. is true. I mean, Minecraft's on everything at this yeah. point. You play Minecraft on your phone. But then uh, clicking through from that article, there was a list of all the PlayStation 4 games that currently support crossplay. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun just to kind of go through that. It's a shorter list, but it's 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 expanding. So that's a good. I think it's a a nice future we're heading towards, especially for co-op games. You know, not necessarily competitive, but who wouldn't right. want to play co-op games with oh, each other? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, that's not perfect. A problem, so yeah, current games that support crossplay is uh, Fortnite. I hate it. Yeah, Dauntless. No, I've never played it. Uh, it's like the free-to-play version of Monster Hunter. Okay. Uh, Smite. Which is like a dumbed down version of League of Legends, kind of. I say, yeah, like I've heard of it, never played it myself. Yeah. It wasn't my thing. Rocket League? Played that. Kind of a fun game. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's not something like, I mean, I got it for free. I would mm-hmm. never want to have paid money for it, but it is kind of fun to play. Okay. Uh, Paladins? That was a free to play game I downloaded. It mm-hmm. is the great value version of Overwatch. Oh, okay. Just spend the extra money and buy Overwatch. It's a way better game. Yeah. Uh, something coming out in October called Realm Royale. I haven't heard of that. Uh, probably another fucking Fortnite ripoff. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare coming October 25th. Nice. Uh, DC Universe Online. Yeah, I've been keeping myself from buying that because uh, I don't want to. But... Okay. Uh, something called D- Disc Jam. I've heard of that. Uh, that was on like the Xbox 360, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, Eve Valkyrie. Okay. I think that's like a space combat game. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, Final Fantasy 14. Love anything with Final Fantasy. Yeah. So. That's the big uh, MMO. It's supposed right, to be like a yeah. World of Warcraft. Haven't played that one yet. Although I have heard that our friend uh, Alex has made a character on Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, yeah. Made an emo cat boy huh. and then named him Ryder. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Close enough. Ouch. <laughs> And then uh, rounding out the list is Street Fighter Five. Who doesn't love Street Fighter? Come on. Yeah. And Ultimate Chicken Horse. That's a good game, too. Yes, it is. That's a lot of fun. So, yeah. That's everything they got so far. But, I mean, the fact that they're opening up and, like, they just started crossplay on PlayStation, like, a few months ago. So, the fact that yeah. this many developers well, have already started doing it. You just got to remember that PlayStation has, like, 
the fucking the throat grab on um uh what's the word like really good single player games like and like like, there's no reason to cross-play yeah. that because it's a single-player game. So. And exclusives as well. Like, PlayStation is way better exclusives than uh, Xbox, though. I'll fully admit it, yeah. So, like, yeah, they're finally opening up to it because it's like, look, we've already won. I guess I'll throw this to you. This is like, they've come on Microsoft's face, and now they're being nice and giving them a towel so they don't have to walk <laughs> home with the Sony cum dripping into their eyes. PlayStation Master Race, dog. <laughs> All right. Hey, babe. Do we get any questions? Yeah. Okay. Well, can we uh, please get the queen of questions in here? Here she comes, the queen of questions. Please say hello to the viewers. Hey, so we have uh, one horrible cursed question oh. from Brent. Hey, Big Brent. surprise there. Love you, buddy. Uh, this question is, uh, your girl and mom switch bodies. You have to sleep with one of them to switch them back. Who do you bone? I hate you, Brent. Oof. First off, I want to point out, fantastic question, Brent. And also, can we uh, plug his uh, Twitter handle real fast, if you don't mind? At Brent Smith 411. At Brent Smith 411. Excellent question. Now, for me, Emma Mm -hmm. and my mother have now switched bodies. Your mother or her mother? My mother. Right? Okay. Okay. My mother. They've now switched bodies. Okay. And I have to sleep. So with Emma them. is trapped in your mom's body, and your mom is trapped in Emma's body. Mm-hmm. And you have to sleep with one of them to switch them back. Well, there's two answers to this question for okay. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, you have to remember the fact that uh, my mother wants nothing to do with me. Okay. So Emma's body would then run across the states immediately to make sure that I don't see it. Hmm. And then Emma, being in my mother's body, she'll immediately be filled with anger and probably shoot herself in the head. Okay. So I'm going to take the win-win situation, and I'm just going to be single. Just hang out. I'm going to go bang some random chicks. Welcome back. High fives. (laughs) Now, how about you? Well, I don't currently have a girl, but... Let's let's just say it's Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's not awkward. So... Emma and your mother, mm-hmm. the notary, have switched bodies. <laughs> okay. You have to have sex with one of them mm-hmm. to switch their bodies back. Right. What are you doing, Barbara? Hmm. Where are you at? What, how, how did this situation happen? Oh, I'm single. I'm at a strip club. <laughs> 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 hmm. All right. Well, see, I thought I was going to get out of it, but not having to answer anything, so I didn't actually think about it. It's a little disturbing thinking about it. No, you got to answer it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. uh, yes, please. Yeah, I get the win-win. My mother is now gone, and yeah. Emma has left me. So I'm right. like, totally single, and my mother's dead. So this yeah. is awesome. I got, I got nothing in that situation. So, so yeah, your mother, mm-hmm. the notary, All right. the, is trapped in Emma's body. Is trapped in Emma's body. Okay. And then Emma is trapped in your mother's body, yeah. and you have to sleep with one of them to free them from this entrapment okay i just feel like you would get confused and rape me yeah i, I, just, I just have sex with zach in the strip club just fucking force him just make him give me a hand job while he's passed out of the bathroom make it right take make emma it. back fix our problems <laughs> do you see 
Yeah, no matter what, it's just weird having sex with your own mother. So, I'm going to have to have sex with Emma, who is actually my mom trapped yeah. in Emma's body. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's just that's less weird. Because they don't have to talk during this, so I don't, have, I don't have to know. I can just shut my mind and pretend that yeah. it's actually somebody else inside. I mean, at least you can think about it later and jerk it to it. Like That's true, too. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just physically, it's not your mother. Right, least. right. That helps. Yeah. And then your your mom, she's kind of old. She's probably asleep anyway. Yeah. It's like 8.30. She's asleep. You just put, like, a pillow under her hips and just prop that shit up and go to town. No, no, see, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm having sex with Emma, which is my mom inside of Emma's body. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's asleep. It's eight a.m. It's like eight p.m. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's your so even though she, ha- even though she has a younger body, she still has. The... It's still her brain, so she's gonna mm. want to go to bed early. She's okay. old as fuck. Okay, that's how it works. So you put a pillow under her hips and you okay. prop her up like you're a fucking stallion in a uh, in a horse farm. Uh-huh. And you're about to breed. You're having way too much fun with this. Yeah, I'm this is very too. awkward. Yeah, I'm fucking single. <laughs> I, I and now the podcast is over, so I don't have to watch the fucking Joker movie. This is a win-win for me, buddy. What, you're leaving me now? Oh, yeah, of course. You just fucked my girlfriend. I'm not going to have her. But you're single now. You just said that. <laughs> you left her. You just fucked my girlfriend. I would be cool with that. Yeah. How's that sound, Brent? Yeah. Is that what you wanted, Brent? Did you get the answers that you wanted? Do you, you see? Dirty motherfucker. Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? You have been blessed with a privilege. Why do I hang out with you again? Your fear is not what I want. You deserve all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take us out of here. I need to stop. My mind is cracked. I just need to stop memorizing serial killer soliloquies. That is not a good thing for me. All right, then. Anyway, guys, I hope you had as much fun as I did this episode. I didn't. That that, Um, that ruined me. You are not going to be able to sleep tonight. I know. You're just going to do you're gonna put pantyhose over like the first half of your face mm-hmm. and just do bicep curls in yeah. the basement no grandma no <laughs> don't bring her into this too <laughs> god damn it i know i'm gonna fuck her too oh, just okay. be safe I, I i gotta fix all the bodies i gotta make sure i'm doing it right i'm digging up your great grandma and i'm fucking the corpse i don't know what's going on well grandma's dead also so. i'm just trying to save the problem i don't know what to do okay. i'm a hero <laughs> <laughs> do you see by the way, have fun editing this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You have been blessed with a great privilege. <laughs> I have a fucking fantastic serial killer voice. That was fantastic for that. Yeah, you should capitalize on that. Just start killing people. I should fucking, like, I should do uh, audiobooks, yeah. and I should read them like this. Yeah? Yes. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. God damn it. Now i got to edit that for you, too. <laughs> Yeah, we just got copyright strikes for ripping off Great Expectations. That'll teach you. Charles Dickens is still alive. I'm gonna fuck his corpse too, just to be safe. I don't know how far this goes. He just said he was alive. I'm fixing. I'm fixing the answers. I'm fucking everything. I'm gonna fuck R2D2. Right. I'm gonna fuck the Red Dragon. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna fuck a tiger. You can't stop me. I don't know what's going on. I'm just arcing ropes with jism all over this motherfucker. We broke Zach. Do you see? Do you see the arcane ropes of Jism? Yeah, can you come save this? All over where the <laughs> red dragon is. You must observe. You must become. Thanks everybody for listening. We're very sorry if you were um, 
horrified as we were. Thank you uh, so make much. Make sure to for send this. us questions on Twitter at the ATZ Show. That's with a number two. Or send in emails to a2zshow.ask at gmail.com. It is the number two, you must remember. <laughs> the number two is a number of power. You must Just follow cut it. Cut it off! Stop it! You must cut it off. Please. Even if I stop the podcast, he's going to keep talking. So. I will continue. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, seriously, guys, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to stop now. Uh, I I love every one of you so much. Uh, I hope you guys had as much fun as I did for this uh, episode. I know that Varvel and Emma didn't, but that makes me the winner. I am now the victor. I have won. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. Okay, okay. I promise you, that is my last one. I will not do that voice again. Uh, but it makes me laugh, so I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, I, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for putting up with me, both Andrew and Emma. Fucking love you guys. I feel like this was a strong episode. If you disagree, please feel free to send your reviews, comments, and questions, or you can send your strong-worded emails towards the dragon. I'm kidding. Stop it. Get away from that stop button. I tried to stop it. Anyway. No, but seriously, guys. Uh enough said of this (laughs) i think the bit has finally died love you guys hope you had a lot of fun um as always send your questions comments concerns reviews uh dirty pictures funny cat gifts things like that send those to our twitter that is at vhz show the number two of course z you guys are all beautiful i want you to keep it up don't ever stop yourselves never doubt what you are and I love you all so much. I love Andrew and Emma very much, too. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And I hope you have a lot of fun. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.